You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Just go to BatmanPodcastNetwork.com for a whole list of other Batman-related shows that also love to frolic about other nerdy things. Talk about other, discuss other nerdy things. It's a, it's a nerd central. Head there now. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 57, Batman The Killing Joke. Now, this is a, a seminal uh, Batman story, a seminal Joker story, a classic Batman and Joker story. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts, but of course, it wouldn't be very much fun if I just shared them to myself and you just listened in. So I brought in some Bat Bros for this epic episode discussion. First, and we are covering the entire United States of America, from the Northeast, from Jersey. He's still recovering from his birthday bash. It is a co-host, one half of the Straight Out of Gotham podcast. This is Mr. Peter R. Vera. Peter, welcome back. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm I'm doing swell, Pete. I'm doing swell. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that I'm you're doing so okay. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm glad I that you are now bringing your, your expertise and your knowledge, now that you are one year older than me, <laughs> what? Uh, to, this, to this, uh, this Batman story. And now, okay. completely on the other side of the country. He is from everything. Let's go. He is a gotta go, and he's still recovering from May thirteenth. I guess uh, it is Mister J underscore Raka Justin Kowalski. Justin, welcome back to the Batman Book Club. I am so man. I'm so glad to be here. I'm actually. I'm kind of. I'm kind of mad that Pete's here because I feel like <laughs> I'm trying to make an appearance. I'm trying to up my appearances. I know Pete's kind of like the MVP. Bad friends. Bad friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like. I feel like does this cancel out this appearance since we're on the same show together, or does no, it still just count as an appearance? Okay, I'm just, yeah, okay, just making sure. I mean, it Man, I'm so glad to be here. Now, so what's the count? Now I got to know what the count is. I, see, yeah, I was I thinking know. about doing that, and because there was, you know, there was a three way battle between you two and Garrett, and then yeah. Pete began. And this is when Lauer Lauer even put me in timeout because of this. He wants I want you to know this. Like, I, <laughs> I went through a period where he's like, I can't have you on the show, and I was like, All right, fine. Like, that's what you want. To fine. Do. Yeah, but then then Pete convinced you to do the monthly recap show, and it's like, Come on, yeah. how do you even compete with that? That's now, a guaranteed <laughs> spot. Now he yeah. lives in he lives in the Batman Book Club uh, library, and he's got his own his own door, and I just go knock and like, Pete, come out. We got to record. He's like, All right. He's he's in charge of the Dewey Decimal System. He's just there. <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> Peter Harold. <laughs> you and Harold. <laughs> yeah, uh, gentlemen, Pete, you're. Like I said, you're kind of becoming a regular now on the show because we're doing the monthly issues. But I don't ever get to ask you this question anymore. So I want to ask both of you boys before we dive into the killing joke. What is some Batman goodness that you're that you've been reading lately? Hmm. Pete, take it away. The king of Batman. Peter Vera back issues. I've, trending I've on actually Twitter. been reading a lot of uh, back issues. I've been reading a lot of super uh, the Superman Adventures back issues or Adventures of Superman. Um, I've been on a, a 
real kick of dollar books lately. Um, so that's what I've been reading. That's like one of your favorite pastimes is going to the comic shop and digging through those back bins, right? I like dollar books. Yeah. Cause it's like, it, you, know, you, you know, it's cool. For just seven bucks. You can spend on just some random comics. Um, I read, I recently read web of Spider-Man read some of those books. Those are great. Um, so I, I've been, I've been diving into the dollar bins. Excellent. Justin, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I love that. Hey, what Batman books are you reading? Spider Man. <laughs> I'm not reading any Batman books. I said other than Batman. At least other than Batman. other than like the monthly recap, the current stuff. I was well, that I, was yeah, it. I was reading yeah. back issues of everybody else. So I, I would just, I would just, I would just roast. Yeah, I would just roast. Yeah. Uh, we were talking off air a little bit. I, I actually, the most recent Batman book I read, I think it was the Batman Fortnite issue. Um, oh, and Batman Urban Legends. I actually really like that book. Mm. Um, mm. that's a the good first comic. two are really good. I was yeah, like, man, wow, you guys are really impressed me. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I hate Batman. Batman's just a trash book right now. Um, I'm not even reading it anymore. Uh, it was fine up until the la- I know the last issue was. Oh, Pete and I are going to be talking good. about issue 108 in our Batman. And yeah. I haven't read it yet. It's but all not going to be dude, good. <laughs> everyone, it's just the stain across the internet. I'm going to read it soon because uh, you know, Chris Evans. Uh, re- reviews it for Let's Go, and he's just like, I think he was just like, this is trash. <laughs> he just so, batted so a thousand. You have to, you yeah. have to read it so you can be like, see, I told yeah. you, I told you. And the Chris, art is so great. The art is so great. But uh, Chris is great because yeah. he, re- I think he always reads it before I do, so he always messages mm. me in Twitter and he's like, hey, did you read it he's yet? Like, hey. He keeps his, he doesn't try to lean either way of how he thinks. Yeah. Uh, he just asks if I read it yet. He's very respectful of no. He does the same spoilers. with me and Detective. Nice. Yeah. And then he's and, and I'm like, no, not yet. And he's like, okay. And then I'll be just be like, did you like it or no? And then he'll answer, and then we discuss after I finally read it. So, oh, there Miracle Molly. <laughs> oh. no, I have no idea who this this character is. Oh, she was. Yeah, it was a she, oh, man. We'll get like, into I, it. I, I know what I'm just saying. It's like she, she, this character already has a cover. Like, who oh, is dude, she already has a CW show coming out, bro. Like, she's, <laughs> she's gonna be like, she's gonna be a backup thing. to the Ghostmaker series. Like the last ten That's minutes right, is Miracle Molly. Oh, That's gosh. fine if they want to put her. In the back of Ghostmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll say that I finally, because I just waited because the pandemic really messed it up. Um, the Joker Harley Criminal Sanity uh, oh. story uh, that was a Black Label series. Uh, the pandemic mm. really it kind of got a little off release schedule, and the pandemic really took like a pause to where I was forgetting what was happening. So I was, I'm just waiting until it all comes out. And it finally wrapped up, and I just spent one day and just read all eight issues, and that's actually a really cool, really cool story with really great art. That I'd uh, that I'd recommend you to pick up. Uh, Justin, it's I, on or, my list. I was say, Pete, I thought you had them, but you were waiting for them to finish, right? I was waiting for them to finish. I haven't gotten around, and then I missed my books for two weeks, so I have a two week backlog on gotcha. monthly's already. No, it's just it's in the, it's in the long long box. <laughs> the long long box. Um, but yeah, that's a cool story. It's a very it's like very like mind hunter uh, detective ish. Uh, there's h- hardly any Batman. In it, it is. It's a new take on Joker and Harley, and it's a. It's pretty cool. So I recommend. Um, I recommend you check that down. But how many dues does it? How many? How many dues do you give it? Out of how many? Five dues. Out of five dues. <laughs> oh, I did a, a, at least a solid four. Four good. out of five dues. Okay. Well worth it. For I sure. look forward yeah. to reading it. Yeah, it's good. I did a lot of that with those black label books where I just bought them and waited, like the Wonder Woman book. With oh, the crazy that one's art. so good. Yeah, yeah, the, I did the, that. And just the art on reading. that put me off just a little bit, but then I just I I'm with I, you. I read it and I was like, oh, okay, really? never mind. I'm so good, good now. Yeah, 
I yeah. love Daniel Warren Johnson, dude. It's uh, interesting. He, yeah, mur- he did this book called Murder Falcon. That image is so good. Uh, his sorry, I know this is Batman, but That's okay. it, check out his Beta Ray Bill book too. It's so good. Anyways, that's oh, Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bill. Bill, that sounds oh so fun. Beta Ray Comics. Bill Jet Remy. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, so right. let's let's talk to about this this big this big thing we're about to dive into. Uh, Batman: mm. The Killing Joke. Uh, released oh, in 1988, written by the Alan Moore, illustrated by Brian Bolland, originally colored by John Higgins, but has since oh. been recolored by Brian Bolland. And uh, let's see, there were prestige format versions released at the time. Uh, there's been in 2008 a deluxe edition, which is what featured Brian Bolland's first uh, coloring as he originally intended it to be. They re-released the deluxe edition in 2018, and then also in 2018, they released an absolute edition, and I guess the most recent would be that they've released a noir edition, so just black and white. Dang it. I mean, woo! Woo, buddy! I, I ordered it. That's a, lot of, uh, that's a lot of jokes. There's a there's a lot of killing jokes. A lot of killing yeah. jokes out there, and I... Each... Everything I just mentioned... Or no, I have the original... Or the printing... The 13th uh, edition of the original prestige format. I have the 2008 deluxe and I have the absolute and digitally I have the noir. Which versions do you guys have? Pete, why don't you go ahead and kick us off there? I have a, I have a first printing. I have a 14th printing, uh, the 20th anniversary edition, deluxe edition that you mentioned earlier. And I have the absolute edition of killing joke actually i've been on such a kick lately that i actually bought the noir version just to check it out yeah, you did. i was like i've i've had like a renaissance with this story since ryan has uh asked us to do the show and i've just kind of absorbed so much of it i've read it so many times and i've watched the movie a few times and i really i was like wow i've kind of like refill in love with this to this story to the point where like i've got to rearrange my top 10 like it's it things are changing. Like from we just did that show what a couple months ago. So it's like I'm like wow. Like it's I was like man. So like I was two when this thing came out. So like you know I, I've obviously had to go back and collect it, but it's just rereading it and going through it and just sitting and kind of like studying both versions on the absolutely of Bolin's and the original. Um, it's just it's it's just a magnificent comic book. You, it's absolutely brilliant. You've I it, it. you earned your absolute edition too because. I remember telling uh, you all about how I, uh, where I'd found yeah. it at a very affordable price. And mm-hmm. so you were supposed to receive it as a gift from Santa Claus, but Santa Claus said we're on back order. Correct. And then it, that continued months into 2021 in which you, yeah, I think so I got it about a, three days ago. I was going to say, you just got it too. And you, uh, you, you called me, you FaceTimed me to show me. I'm like, look how beautiful this thing is. I'm like, oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, I love absolute editions. Like they're very expensive. And I think this one is really affordable for the price. that's it's out there. Absolutely. Right now. It's like in, on Amazon, it's like $27. For, I think like face value. Yeah, it's 60. What a bargain. 50 bucks. And I think we peer but, um, pressured Justin Kowalski yeah. into an absolute edition. So go ahead. What oh, all, sure what all do you have, J-Rock? Oh, right? man. yeah, Not even peer pressure. It was like, <laughs> dude, it was like, I want to be in the cool crowd. Because <laughs> I was like, I just, like, I've, I've had, I had, uh, I forget how I got the Killing Joke. I don't know if it became part of a collection. They did these things called the Batman mm-hmm. collection, like, when I was a teenager. And 
I feel like Killing Joke was in one of those. If not, I just bought it randomly. I was like, oh, I just bought everything that was Batman, you know? And it was like, I think it was like a, a fourth printing. I had, it had the orange uh, mm. type like logo on there. Um, and then I got another version of it when my cousins got me the Batman Joker action figure set for my birthday one year. I was like, oh, another version of the Killing Joke. Okay. I think that was, I feel like that was the ninth printing. Mm. I don't know. There's one that's really rare. It's like, uh, I was look, I was looking everything up this week. Yeah. I went into a big, like, you know, it's got like nose dive into like eBay prices and stuff. <laughs> I was like, how much is this stuff worth? And there's one that's like the very rare, like something printing anyways. But then I went into a estate sale and just saw a box of comics. I'm like, I'm going to buy all these comics. And they're like, okay, like 20 bucks. And in it, there was like, watch There's a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm showing these guys. This is great for you. A first printing of the Killing Joke, right Boom. here. Beautiful. See, and I was like, no way, dude. I got so hyped. I was like, no way, first printing. Like, <laughs> go to so estate cool. sales, dude. I'm talking go to estate sales because they don't care about the comics. They're like, I don't know. Anyways, but then uh, for Batman Day this year, I went and bought the uh, the Lux Edition of the Killing Joke, which is cool. It has all that. It's the recolored ish, you know, version. And it has, you know, some other cool stuff from Brian Ballin in there. Some of his other artwork. And it has some cool Batman uh, backup stories. There's like a black and white story and some secret origin stuff as well. And so pretty cool because he doesn't do a lot of sequential art anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of nice to get more of all of Brian Ballin's kind of like Joker stuff there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I had buyer's remorse because of the absolute edition was out. Mm -hmm. And the price wasn't so high. And so I kind of let it slip. And then this, I think it was like last week or earlier in the week when you guys are all, man, this absolute edition is great because <laughs> it has it the, it has both versions of the book. I was like, man, yeah. that's freaking rad. Yeah. And so I pulled the trigger and mine came yesterday. Old and paper, I was bro. just, me and this book had a date last night, man. We were just <laughs> hanging out. I, I've had oh. it for like four days. I've read it once a day. Like, oh my gosh. Like, so, I, I really have. And I was it's like, amazing. You've, have you, you fallen, you've like kind of like just fallen in love with it again, haven't you? Yeah. It, I mean, it's I've cr- always, yeah. I've always loved it, but yeah, it was just, I love going deep. It's like, this is like the special edition Blu-ray version of it. And mm-hmm. I love the best version that you can get of a film, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, it has, has all these interviews. It has a really cool interview with John Higgins in it. Mm-hmm. Um, It's really great stuff, man. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, again, you're right. It's $27 for a absolute edition. It's a steal. And yeah. It also has Alan Moore's script, which I was trying yes. to read that for this. And I just got like, I don't think I can do this. It's a, it's yeah. a 48 page comic and it's like 126 pages are the script. And I'm like, yeah. ah, I, I'm not going to do this. I'm sorry. I'm not getting a lot out yeah. of this. Um, but what, <laughs> so why don't you guys tell me where, when, like, how old were you when you first read this, Justin? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I I know I had to be a <laughs> they had to I had to have been at least twelve. Yeah, because that's when my dad started taking me to the comic store mm-hmm. was when I was around twelve years old, and uh, you know there's no discretion with a parent. There's like, oh, it's Batman, it's probably fine. And I remember reading this thing, <laughs> I was like, oh crap, <laughs> why is Barbara Gordon naked? Yeah, <laughs> you know why is Commissioner Gordon like naked? Like what's going? It was just so crazy. But on the back it says it mine said suggested for mature readers because i think the other copies said that this one does not say it on the back i believe the one i had said suggested for mature readers um but yeah this uh the original like i don't have those copies anymore i just i wish i still had my first version but um that's that's whatever it is but yeah pretty crazy man it was just it just blew me away because the art was so good and 
it was like this to me, and I still and I still believe this. It's like the most epic showdown between Batman and the Joker, like in printed comics. I think I don't think there's been a. Uh, I mean, to be honest, and I'm not being hyperbolic. I actually feel like Three Jokers is a really good like follow up to this story. I'm sure we'll probably we'll talk about that, that later. Yeah. But but uh, besides that, I really feel like this is it, man. You know, and I know there's controversy with this story. A lot of people and comic professionals don't love it. And I'm like, I don't think there's been anything on the same level besides like in other media, like the the Dark Knight. I would say that in Batman 89, those are some good confrontations. But as far as printed comics, this is still it. The man. Justice League epilogue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man, I, I 12 year old man reading this thing um, blew my mind. Like, oh, my gosh. Pete, how old were you? The art's so great. Uh, for me, this was totally, oh, man, I had to have been freshman, sophomore year of college. Okay. And oh, wow. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. th- th- just because, like, I mean, you know, I probably, if I'm thinking about it, I needed a job, I needed to make money, I needed a car. And, like, those three things, like, you know, like, to get comic books, you need those three things. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I was probably working around co- college, and I was just checking them off, just buying, you know, trade after trade after trade of just, you know, trying to catch up to Batman and, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I was probably, like, pr- probably a freshman, sophomore year of college. So, like, I was wow. really reading it. And, like, I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, because, like, for me, like, I'm gr- like I'm born in 86. So, like, the book's already, you know, like, I'm two years old, the book comes out. So, like, by the time I'm old enough to read it, it's, it's already attained this, like, legendary status, right? Yeah, why didn't your mom buy it for you as a kid? She should just could have read it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wish. Um, so, like. By the time I like, I know what it's about. Like, I know the killing. Like, to me, like going into it, I'm like, oh man, the killing joke. So this is about when the Joker, you know, you know, paralyzes Barbara Gordon, and it's like that's not even what the story's about, you know. So like, as an older kid going into it, you know, you're just like kind of like, oh wow, and it it changes on a dime like that. And you're like, oh wow, the Joker's so twisted. Like this is like, you're not supposed to like the Joker. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I like so much about this story is that he's he's such the villain. He's so evil. He sucks. Like he's horrible. Like he's like, you can't say like, oh, I'm a fan of the Joker and the Killing yeah. Joke. Like no, like that's like Dahmer says that. <laughs> you know. Mm. I think I was like you, Justin. I think I was probably like 13 or so, where money was scarce as a teenager before you work, and so I had just enough. And I think Amazon was starting to become a thing, and so wow, you bought it on Amazon. One of my first uh, purchases, yeah, because you know. I, as I always say on the show, small town Indiana did not have a comic shop anywhere near us. Mm. Um, but like my, my first order was this and the trade paperback of year one. So what? Oh. What a oh, package! Man. In my eyes, yeah. I had not read either one, and the the opening of my eyes of like those were two stories that I received in a in a package from Amazon. That's like getting the Holy Grail in the mail. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. <laughs> I mean at thir- at 13 it was pretty like mind-blowing. Of I mean it wasn't like shocking. I've never like I shouldn't be reading this at that point. Which one did you read first? I probably like cuz I'm sequential so probably was year 1 cuz I'm like I've got to know his origins. <laughs> who who is the Batman? Who is Batman? What? Uh so I think that Man. was probably the first the first time that I read it and I cannot remember my first uh, reaction 
to it, but I do know it was the incident stood out to me kind of like you were saying, Pete, a little bit of the incident stood out to me more so than the, the, the message between Batman and Joker, you know, Mm -hmm. it was like, that's what I kept remind reminding myself of. And not because I thought anything good about it. It was just like, kind of like, man, that's messed up that, you know, that, that happened to Barbara Gordon. That's, that's messed up. That's messed up. And then it wasn't until I like reread it over and over and the guy got older and I started to really pay more attention to, to the message of the story, which as you'd said, Justin, you slightly commented on of how now it's kind of, it's got mixed reactions. And of course we all know how uh, happy and joyful Alan Moore is these days. And he, <laughs> he separates himself from the story. And uh, I think Brian Ballin now, he did a post online earlier this year that I think he'd said kind of like what bums him out about the killing joke is that he he's kind of lost a friend uh, with Alan uh, Moore because they just don't stay. They just don't stay in contact at all anymore. And that so kind of more has deleted everything. Like he, he doesn't want his name attached to any. I thought it was just like movies and animated features and stuff, even like new he's editions. He's like distancing himself from it because, yeah. which I find so, really ironic. Very interesting, man. It's, I, he's never liked his story. He's, he's yeah. always said, I've never really liked my story for a killing joke. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like he's just kind of a self-important yeah. kind of like uh curmudgeon now, man. I, I, you know, Alan Moore is, he's done some great stuff. He's a great storyteller, but like, I, I'll just say this, like he's, definitely an unpleasant man yeah <laughs> and so to kind of crap on a thing like this it, it you know i imagine bolin probably you know has some heartache over that imagine working on something that you really feels great and then the guy who wrote it's like yeah that's all trash so yeah you know, i don't know bolin said he's never if in the post that he wrote even this year i should send to you guys uh he he mentions about how he is not one to tell a writer about how to write. He's like, if the writer sends me something and it calls for violence, I will draw the violence and stuff. But he kind of didn't like the, the physic, like the, the torture that happened to basically to Barbara Gordon. He didn't really like that more. I think is really funny because he said that he doesn't really like the story. Um, he loves Balin's art. He thinks Balin's art's amazing, but he said that he thinks comics should be more Dick Sprang era should be happy and joyful and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, yeah, dude, where were, hold on, the happy. killing joke V for vendetta <laughs> and Watchmen. Like you had opportunities. Thing. Like things not happy. Exactly. But now, now he has this whole, which it's fine. We can all grow and evolve and stuff, but it's just, it's really interesting to me that he, you know, he distances himself from the killing joke because he doesn't, it's not happy enough and it's like it's like don't write happy material (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird yeah i just think he just says that stuff because he's a turd yeah (laughs) it's cool that he gives all the money he gives all the money to brian ballin uh i believe like he has his his name like taken off stuff i don't even think his name's on the animated thing no it's not at all yeah so so paul's like i lost a friend but i made a lot of money so hey all right (laughs) you know and sometimes that's not worth it you know but yeah uh I, I feel like he wrote a pretty interesting story and I, I really do feel like do as too. much as he says, he, he, he doesn't like it. You can't, you can't control how people respond to your art. Mm-mm. You know, if, if, if you real if you write a story and it just kind of, a it becomes seminal, it becomes like part of the, the Batman lore. I mean, whether he likes it or not, killing joke is like top five. Right. I mean, 
Yeah. You've done enough like polls and <laughs> and like brackets on here, Ryan. Like you know where what people care about. You know, people love this story. Um it's made an impact, not just in comics, but in pop culture. You mm-hmm. know, like again, this is the mano mano of like Batman versus the Joker. And mm-hmm. Alan Moore wrote it. And if he hates it, whatever, but everyone else loves it, and you can't you can't like control what we love. Yeah. It's one of those things where they can't even retcon it out of like continuity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's it's like B- Bane breaking Batman's back. It's 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 always there. Even yep. in, like New Fifty Two, they don't mention it's mentioned. It's like faintly mentioned and stuff like that. But like the Joker uh, paralyzing Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Is, it's, it's always canon. like the origin of Oracle. It's like, yeah, it's like that part of history never changes in any universe. Exactly. Like that yeah. and that to, always happens. At some and point. to do that, that's just like such a, a lightning strike in, yeah. in the comic book world where it is just like, there are like these things happen. And like you, you just said, it's sometimes it can be a stretch to make it work, but in whatever timeline, it's like, it feels like that has happened. And so as we go into the book, like we're not going to go page by page, but there's, I definitely want to break it down in like three different, I think three highlighted moments of, of, of this story in the incident, the origin and the ending. Uh, Are we all looking at our absolute editions? First of all, like it's short and hard. I mean, I think that I like my deluxe edition. I like the deluxe edition when it came out. I do. But now when I read the killing joke, it's the absolute version because as you guys have already mentioned, I mean, well, it, it opens up with a writing from uh, Tim Sale. Pete, did you know that he drew the long Halloween? <gasps> really? Yeah. That's your favorite story. It is my favorite story. I recommend that you read it, Pete. Um, but I mean, I've it, been reading the killing joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, op- it opens up with Balin's colored version. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it dips into, in which, Pete, you told me all along that the, and it blew my mind, that the first edition of the killing joke the cover where it says smile there's no exclamation on the first edition all the other Correct. prints have an exclamation at the end it's a small thing but now I, as yeah. i look through the absolute edition the when you get into the original version there's no exclamation so that's like a direct a direct reprint of the first edition and then mm. you get into the john higgins colored version in like newspaper paper yeah. And guys, let's just let's talk about that first. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the coloring. Uh because oh, we're man. nerds. We're Uber nerds. Yeah. Brian Bolland, I I read he was not like like out against Higgins or anything like that. I think it, it's like because Killing Joke became on a schedule now had a release and it was like Higgins was just they could get it done by Higgins doing the coloring. And Bolland was yeah. really taken aback by how it looked cuz it wasn't how he'd imagined it but i gotta say i read the higgins colored version of this absolute because i think the colors with the style of paper which justin they need a candle for this paper oh my gosh yeah they do like i think this trumps the balance colored version on the glossy paper maybe that's a hot take i don't know no No, I, I, i agree with you i agree um uh, first off, the only thing I don't like about the absolute edition with with Higgins part is I don't know why they put it on the the more, uh, you know, classic paper because the original book wasn't. It was a prestige mm-hmm. format. It was a little glossy, and so I I question that. I don't know why they did that. 
to me, I'm like, oh, that's I'm grateful weird. for it. I like I, it. Really? Yeah, I prefer well, it. I like old paper. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I like it, but the original presentation wasn't on that paper. So I don't, I don't understand why they did that. Uh, and as far as like, you know, aging, that won't age well in my, you know, in this book, it'll, it'll yellow and stuff, uh, which I get that's part of comics, but I'm like, that's just my big, that's my kind of dig a, that though. If I had a nitpick though, that's my nitpick. That's but, your yeah, bugaboo. John Higgins. Yeah. John Higgins. <laughs> Uh, I love his coloring. I think uh, Bolin's is fine, but there's no character to it at all. It's very, uh, it's kind of boring. His coloring is very boring like, to me. He, and his original intent was to make it a little bit more like uh, almost depressing and kind of dour. And I'm like, see, that's why it doesn't work, work as well for me. For me. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I like with the Bolin is the flashback stuff is all black and white, which I know they dipped into on three jokers. Like they really kind of, uh, yeah, I agree. They, 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 they kind of honored that coloring approach in the flashbacks there. But um, man, the and this isn't this isn't a uh, an insult, but I love Higgins' art on this because it feels like it was crazy nineteen eighties like punk rock coloring. That's mm-hmm. the way I took it. Like these, all these guys from freaking England were just all like, uh probably wearing leather jackets and, and smoking <laughs> and just like, Oh my, this comic was bloke me. put Freaking purple neons all over this. And, and you know, like Shout I, out to Tom McClellan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's how I took it. And I, when I think of the killing joke, I think of those, just those like really bright colors, like in the battle, like when they're just yeah. fighting that, that yeah. almost purple and, and for shout out to Pete, like, the team yellow oval is represented here, man. That's right. Bolin, yeah, he just great. he didn't put the the oval in there, which you know, whatever. I don't I don't care so much, but like I I love 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 the whole scene where they're fighting in the funhouse and it's all pink. It's got those pink washes, and one of the most yeah. one of the my most uh, memorable images is where the Joker <laughs> he straight pulls a Three Stooges and yes. he pops Batman in the face. But I love that whole panel. It's like pink and purple, like I'm showing you all, like you don't know. But I love that sequence. And when I no, close my eyes, I think of it, you know, mm-hmm. I just to me, it feels like they're in a fun house and there's crazy colors and you do you get kind of the even, pink even going when on. He's back. in the back cave and it's red, but then when he's in front of a monitor. Everything's green. You know, it's it's it, it feels yeah. like old school comic books. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wish there was a cinematic adaptation of this because I think that would be so cool. Like Batman in his black cape, you know, big leathery black cape. But they're in a fun house and the light just makes it pink and. Sounds like, like Taika Waititi's Batman. Don't ask me. It, it may, but it would make it makes sense in like that in that moment. And so I really I appreciate what he's did. I'm glad they put it in the absolute because it's not in the deluxe version. So. Yeah, and I it really don't ask me why. But at the Gordon residence, the panel with Barbara, I just get such like a 1980s Ninja Turtles vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's something about like the the coloring of all that. I don't know why my mind dips right to that, but I mean, yeah. that's, to me, that's a strength though, because as you yeah. just kind of mentioned, she looks like April O'Neil. <laughs> she does look like April yeah. O'Neil, uh, but like the coloring, it just gives it that. Oh yeah, this is '80s. It really stands out. Yeah. Whereas Bollins is kind of like, and maybe this is maybe this is a strength in other people's eyes. It's like Bollins. Then you could almost say like, okay, uh, was this drawn in the '90s? Was this drawn in early 2000s? Was this drawn the past tech, the past, the past decade? Uh, it doesn't. It's not as distinct. And I think that Higgins' original coloring that's that's just my preferred. And I'm not going to say that Bollins isn't good or anything like that at all. But yeah. it's just 
for in reading for this, I read both versions as I think I always do when I bust mm. open the absolute. And I'm like, I think I still stand with, with Higgins Higgins version. Yeah. 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 Higgins had a great take though, too. And it just, if you read it feels that, noir. Yeah. well, what, what he said, uh, I, I'm probably going to misquote him because I'm trying to get to his quote, like while we, while I <laughs> vamp a little bit, but what he's saying, it's, it's cool because now you have Batman's perspective, mm-hmm. which is Balin's. And his perspective, which is the Joker. And I was like, ooh, that's a cool take. He's all now, I mean, we can do these special edition type of things. And you can kind of choose which one, like, you connect with the most. And I'm like, oh, I really love that approach to, you know, the coloring differences, you know. And he even acknowledges, you know, Balin didn't, like, you know, he talks about the, they were at a Comic-Con. And he's like, yeah, this guy talked to Balin. He said, I, I hate the coloring on it. And he's like, oh, well. <laughs> all right like and it's one of his you know they're friendly they're not like pals but like you know like oh okay so he's and he quotes he's like if i'm going to have a past i prefer it to be multiple choice right <laughs> referring to the color and i think that's yeah. a cool like take and us as fans we kind of we kind of win because uh uh it's a, it's you know i don't yeah. know man i think it's a i think it's a nice it's a nice th- thing for us to see the different versions of it yeah you know we, we have I'm them available yeah, yeah. Pete, which one of you? And that noir version. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah, I, uh, I I watched that recently. I can't wait to actually dive into that because oh, I, I like the Higgins one, man. It just it's just it feels almost like horror movie. It feels simplified, but yet everything kind of stands out. Yeah, you know, like when you're like when Barbara's in the hospital and she's crying, like those yeah. that image of her, the tears is is so powerful, and then she pulls yeah. on Batman's capes and. Then you get like shots of like when Batman pulls up to the funhouse, and even while like I don't like Bol- Bolin's Batmobile, it's not like my favorite. Oh, really? But, like, the, it's it's it. weird. It's too bubbly for me. It's too bu- I, you know. Hey, I'm a it's Matt the fifties Batmobile is what it's it is. Justin, it's, it, eh, it's okay. It's, it's not my thing. It's just not my thing. <laughs> but like the coloring on that and the way it's drawn, I was like, I was like, whoa, this is just a cool image. Even though I don't like this Batmobile, like I was like. It's just so captivating. Like there's so many. My eyes always drawn because of, of course we have the JJ Abrams lens flares on it, but in the back, you still have the guy that sold the park riding the elephant. Love it. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) The attention to detail though. He's still back there smiling and having a good time. (laughs) So I know I said, I was going to break it, like kind of break it down to three parts, but I do want to talk about the opening because it is, is nine panel grid and you get, uh, on the third page is finally when there's when there's words, but it's like it's such a good like story being told um, that if you didn't know this was a Joker story, I think you could almost you're kind of like oh where's he going? And I love the fact of passing by Harvey Dent, um, mm. like I I love the imagery and just how it starts with that and Batman walking into Arkham and how that's such a unique uh, you know the the front gate of Arkham. I haven't seen Arkham duplicated like this since. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I like that. And then I think I need to think, see, I can't remember now. And I know I recently did uh, Batman RIP, but mm. it might've been because of death of the family, the whole letters of the alphabet um, and Joker's name unknown. Oh, eight, Oh one, Oh eight, H Oh one a. So ha. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if this was the first time that that was ever, but that's just something now that I'm, I'm like always looking of like, oh, oh wait, <laughs> like I'm so <laughs> like I'm so smart. Um, Look at you. I did not know that. Laura. You're welcome. You learn a lot here on the Batman Book Club, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember again, like my first reaction to that opening scene. But I think I love 
that opening scene. I love it. It's yeah. just very classic, right? Like yes. It's just in, in terms of like comic books, in terms of Batman, it's just nine panels. It's so, it's just right to the point, but it's just so beautifully drawn. Yeah. You know, I love like, that. I love the, uh, the security guard, he's like saluting Batman. It's very Batman 66, <laughs> that one guy. He's like, oh, hello, Batman. Welcome. <laughs> it's at an interesting time period. Yeah. I'm honored I'm honored for you to be here at the Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Whatever you want, Mr. Batman. It's Batman's Bibbo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's such an – it's a great opening and then like a whole – a great twist of, of the whole – you know, I don't want your murder on my hands. And then he's got part of the Joker on his hands yeah. and the clever little bit of, of Gordon, when he comes rushing in, if you harm one hair on his head and Batman hands him the wig, I mean, it's just like, yeah. it's fun little, little wit. Um, and the next page, you get that beautiful picture of Joker and you're just like, Oh my God, that's so perfect. Yes. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, that's like, that's, I want that framed. I want it autographed and I want to, uh, I want to hang on my wall. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it, yeah, Ballin really is like the premier Joker, like artist. I think so too. I'll tell you this. And, and, and as we see in the Absolute Edition, we see a bunch of you know covers and stuff that he also that he did with Joker. And I think it is just like, man, this. I think this is the this is the definitive Joker when you picture I him in a, a comic. A little bit more length than nose for my Joker, but he's he's damn good, man. <laughs> I guess this is being nitpicky, but he's damn good. He does, he does have one image that looks really weird. It's towards the which end. One? It's like. I don't. I forget what I think it was the the Brian Ballin art, you know, of DC Comics and the, the Joker's on that. That one looks a little weird. Oh, okay. But I thought you meant the but, story. And, but um, no. So sorry. Yeah, let's just stick to the story. No, we can go to that because now, of course, I'm going to be looking like, duh. Which one? Which <laughs> one are you like, talking? What is this? Um, I want to. I oh, I no, wanted to bring something. Go up. ahead. Do it. I don't know if I'm uh, jumping the gun here, but at the part where he has the flashback, Pete, we're right? not there yet. Damn it! See, I told you. Well, we flipped no. through. We went from like the bowling picture, and then like it's like on the next well, page. You want to so like, you oh, want to okay. do origin? You're gonna talk about the origin? Uh, I was actually gonna talk about like you it's not flashback. really about the origin. It's like, yeah, well, t- the scene's a flashback. Where I was like, like this is like the point of the book where I'm like, is this happening in his mind or is this really how it happened? Well, let's just start with the origin. You know, like, that's let's just go with the origin. So, yeah, on okay. on elements of all right because the killing joke. So it capitalizes on Detective Comics 168, which was the uh, – I forget the title. I mean, written by Bill Finger. But it's basically the – it's the man behind the Red Hood in which mm-hmm. there's a – I just read it – reread it recently. And it's kind of a – it's a fun story for sure. But that was the – like mad, mad props to Alan Moore for going deep. In the 80s, going deep into Batman history and pulling this this out and being like, oh, let's go with uh, the origin of the Joker. The Joker was a Red Hood, so let's give him an origin. And, and he's the Red Hood. And now we all yeah. associate that that is the Joker's origin, that he was the Red Hood, that this is the Joker's origin. And I don't know, do, do either of you, do you like that the Joker has an origin? Like, is this where you go in, in, like in thinking? If I had to prefer my preference is that he doesn't have an origin because I feel like they're a little bit more scary that way. But this, I don't mind this because it's good. You know, like as long as it's top quality, like I can't complain. But if I had to prefer, I'd prefer not knowing it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't care. I, I, I like the story for in my in my brain. Yeah, he fell into, you know, that of chemicals like it's super comic booky. But I mean, to me, it explains the change in appearance. Like, how does this dude have 
you know, bleached out skin and green hair. And, you know, I don't, you know, it's silly comic book science, but um, I'm down for it. You know, as much as everyone says like, oh, but it's a multiple choice. And like, you know, he doesn't really have an origin. Everyone knows. Oh, yeah. If you ask, how did the Joker become the Joker? Oh, yeah. He fell in the chemicals. Like, yeah. it's all rooted in this. And so, like, I'm, I'm I like it. I don't, I don't it, it serves the point of this story really well. So whether yeah. Alan Moore likes that or not, it does really, it <laughs> serves what they're trying to tell in this story. I do like the fact of the Joker just is, but also this doesn't bother me that like for this book, because I could totally just read this of like, well, this is just a possibility. If I'm, if I'm really cranky someday about my Joker, <laughs> well then I, I this could just be, it, this maybe happened once. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Pete, what do you want to say about the flashback? You were, um, well, if you look at like the wife's face when she's like just talking, when he's like going on about like, oh, the, the landlady hates me, blah, 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 and she's got like this weird like just smirk on her face mm-hmm. and just how she like delivers her lines, and then she's just like, and you're good in the sack. It's just like <laughs> that one. That one how, stood out to me as like that. that and how she looks is like, is this really happening or is this how it happened in his head? Like I was like, that's like, I, I just like for instance of like Joker, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, so what, what is real and what's not real? Cause he always says like, well, when she's sitting there and she reaches choice. out for him, she just seems so robotic. I'm like, hmm? yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Not- like I was like, is that where it flips? And then he's just, you know, cause now then in the next panel, he's Joker looking at a laughing clown, you know, nickel machine. So yeah. it's like, I think yeah. so. I, I, <laughs> I, I've seen that legends of the dark Knight. Uh, issue number 50 cover by Bolland mm. of Joker holding a cat. So that's all I think of yeah. when I see uh, Mrs. Burkus holding her cat. I'm like, that's the cat. <laughs> that's the cat from Legends of the Dark Knight. That's, number a, cat. <laughs> that's a happy cat. Yeah. Mrs. Burkus. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is I feel like this is one of those things that pushes the Joker into his craziness, because uh, for me, I take it at face value. He's remembering mm-hmm. like what he's lost, you know, okay. he, even though he had nothing. His wife, and she's even trying to encourage him because she laughs at his dumb joke about even like hookers make more money than he does, you know, and Mm -hmm. she laughs and then kind of gives him like she gives him that encouraging like, you know, like speech, you know, and you're good in the sack, you know, and there's this kind of okay, we're going to we're going to make this together. And then he loses it all. So I feel like in that scene, yeah, he's lamenting. This is what pushed me over. Okay. You know, and so I mean, that's just my take. That again, that's what's great about that's stories. Fair. You kind of get your take, and so that's I take it as story. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just take it as, you know, really what happened. So, I think one thing that would have helped, even though I do love the coloring for these flashbacks, is how Pete had or you guys had touched on with Bolland's coloring the black and white for the flashbacks. It's like a def. It's a great yeah. way to be like a segue of like. No, notice how this is different. This is a flashback where here yeah. I could see that kind of be like, so we just jumped and you may not pick up on it at first, but the, the origin of, um, I mean, he's a, a failed comedian. We've seen that, um, you know, inspired in Batman, the animated series and the make them laugh episode, like that alluded to that. He's a, he's a failed comedian. Um, I'm trying to think of where I was going to go next with that. I think just the whole something about the at the Ace Chemical Factory that play out the Madness. It feels so Burton eighty nine to me. 
Yeah. That whole sequence. Oh, totally. And I know it's like, yeah. well, duh, because it was a, it was another chemical. Then he fell in and stuff. But I mean, just the look, something about the look of it really feels Burton 89, which we all know Burton had had said that this was the first comic book that he ever loved. So, of course, it probably played some. It came out in 88 as they were making the movie. So I like just had to the design, the aesthetic and stuff. Um, yeah, the the police officers kind of look like Bolin. Uh, in that movie, everyone in that movie wears a fedora. You know, like you could see, you could see. A yeah, it's, it is really weird though, because like if this thing, they are already working on the film in '88 when this thing came out. So I wonder how how much of it was was inspired by, and yeah. and how much of it was also like pulled from the classic, you know, comic stories as well. I mean, because this isn't the first time you get the acid bath, but it's like more of the. I think it kind of locks it in, but so something I really I zoned in on. I don't know why this this time in reading is the. The story in the pub, um, the story happening behind Jack Napier. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it Jack. In how the the bar <laughs> the bartender and the dude at the bar that is, he's having one bad day because he's he's the one he's sitting there he's throwing up he's throwing up at the bar and if you look in the background when they have it, um, bartender's like scowling at him and then he's walking over to him you can't really see it. Uh, I'm trying to think. What page is this so, on? So go to page 80 on uh, in the absolute. Obviously. Obviously, bro. Obviously the absolute page. And in the top left, so this is when like mm-hmm. when Jackson, you see, you see, I have to prove myself as a husband and as a father. The right over his shoulder, the guy with glasses, that's the bartender, and he's like looking down and scowling. Yeah. And you go to the next one and he's standing like in front of just a black shape. Uh in the next panel, I mean it's zoomed out further, but still the same thing. Well, now I'm trying to find, and maybe it's the the next flashback. But they, there's a, a shot at the at the bar, and there's a dude throwing up. Yeah. Why am I I'm missing it here? But there's a dude throwing it's up. On the next, it's on the next page. Okay, it's so on the very next page. So where stuck. you're like, where you see, I have a, to prove myself as a husband. It's just there the it is, next yeah. page over. Yeah. And and like and, and then you move two panels and then you got the bartender kicking him out and like, like it's it's not relevant but also it's just kind of fun because you don't need anything going on in the background the focus is supposed to be on these front but since I've read this you know like fifty nine times a million times this yeah. time it was gonna like ah like that that inspired Tom King to make a Porky a Porky's bar <laughs> it, and also like if you look at the bottom of that of that page the the middle panel it looks like the penguin sitting there at a table with somebody it does it's very small it does kind of look like yeah. the penguins there. And if you go to <laughs> and if you go to the next flashback, so page eighty, let's go to eighty eight, and the very last, the bottom right panel of that, it's kind of like who's this creepy ass dude on the right that's peeking back and now just laughing at him. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> like the the woman we've seen, we saw on the panel prior, and like the the sailors. Uh, around her and everything, but like this guy just creeps back. And I think that's a, that's a point in Balin's colored version that he just like, he pops more or that pops a little bit mm-hmm. more. And he's just like, that's almost a little bit more uncomfortable. Like it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. Looking. These are small well, just hanging out at a weird CD <laughs> bar of creeps. You yes. know, it's like, like what the heck it's is not going an, on? It's not joint. important to the story at all. And, if, and like I said, I've, I've just zoned in on that because I've read, you know, I've read the story about it. And I haven't really looked as much in the background and that stuff just popped out to me irrelevant to the origin but 
Um, Wonderfully detailed, I might say. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what's cool is you can pull out these like little. It's not just a monthly book where they wouldn't draw the background characters as much. Like he put in a lot of put in a lot of effort here to to build that world. Mm-hmm. Now, pin a put a pin in this because we'll come back to this origin when oh. towards the oh. the end. Um, I, we're going to touch upon uh, three jokers, and that'll that'll bring us back to the origin here. Uh, I mean, absolutely okay. three jokers. When's that coming? Yeah, out? right. I know they want to keep milking that cash cow. Uh, do it. Announce it. <clears throat> uh, let's hop in. Shout some, out to the snake. Let's <laughs> Jeff Johns. The incident. <laughs> let's talk about the incident. Oh yeah. Uh, which I think, much like Death of the Family, I think the Killing Joke, or no, it's. It's more prevalent in Death of the Family. I think Death of the Family is really well known because it's just like that's where Jason Todd dies. Whereas maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know, not as much now, but The Killing Joke was was a lot of, that's where Barbara Gordon got paralyzed. And then, you know, what followed of the, I mean, you could say that it was maybe subtle, but it's not subtle. Yeah. I mean, it's one panel of him starting to undress and then we get the images shown, images shown later. What are your guys' thoughts on on this incident? Obviously not like it's awesome or anything like that. <laughs> but <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the few moments where like the Joker isn't portrayed, you know, like one he's just portrayed evil. Yeah. yeah. Just pure yeah, there's no in between. You know, like animated series Joker, you can make a you know, you can make a case but for that was a good point know, that you brought up earlier because to, you know anti hero, I guess. You could say that we like yeah. to hate uh Jack Nicholson's Joker. We like to hate Heath Ledger's Joker. There's like something about the Joker that we, we like not liking him. Whereas this you is know a, loves to hate Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> a lot of us do. Um Hunga, hunga. But the <laughs> but in this story, Pete, like you said, of like no, there like there's just n- there's no attraction here to the Joker's character. Yeah. Just because it's like if you, <laughs> it's weird because like it's like all right if you want to just strip down Jim Gordon and torture him, that's fine. But it's like you didn't need to shoot Barbara, you jerk. You know, it's like, like why'd you do that? Like that's the most horrific thing in the thing. It's like it, it could have been totally avoided. Just, you know, okay, you got problems with her dad. <laughs> you guys got issues. You guys, you two duke it out. Why are you taking Barbara down with him? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's just pure evil, man. And it's like, I just want him to go down. And it's like, I remember like reading until the end and you get to the end joke and you're like, ah, oh, just go, just take him away. Like, why do you even give him the satisfaction of laughing? But that's what's so great. He's so purely evil. Like, and he's so twisted. He just, he just is to put those pictures of Barbara in that. <laughs> In that roller coaster with all the uh, gaggies, like man, <laughs> the gaggies. Justin, what did you think about the incident? Yeah, man, it, especially reading it when I was twelve. <laughs> Jeez, uh, it was it's it's as brutal as it is as as um you know as terrible and like evil incarnate as the Joker is. There, it's part of his joke, man. You know, he'll do whatever it is. The joke now is to to break Gordon, you know, to to yeah. show that, you know, we all have a breaking point in, uh, you know, he, even not to prove a point, you know, to, to crime. You know, it's almost like uh, the Joker can can do whatever it is that he needs to to tell his joke, whether it's robbing, whether it's killing, whether it's, you know, 
I mean, I don't. It could be a sexual assault. It looks like it. It's it's hard to not take it that way, you know, based on, um, you know, the undressing and stuff like that. She even goes, "What are you doing?" You know, uh, like it's it's just super creepy, man. It's it's disturbing, and I think that's why a lot of people have a problem with it. Like, well, we didn't need to go this dark with comics, and we didn't need to do this to Barbara Gordon. Um, but I think that's what kind of gives us that extra layer of terror. Is oh my gosh, it's a beloved character um at the same time like there wasn't much going on you know with her at that you know in the publishing time you know i think the last thing they put out was you know the batgirl special was kind of like their way of making her like oh i don't want to be batgirl anymore if you've ever read that it's on dc universe Mm -hmm. app um and so i think that uh it really triggered an emotion with people though if you were part of the if you're reading comics back then yeah you know and so um i think i think that it was necessary for the story you know if it was just a random person you don't it, you still think man that sucks but it's someone we love it makes you mm-hmm. you know dude we got to stop the joker this and that's why it even makes the ending so controversial mm-hmm. because we didn't forget what the joker did right you know um so yeah i i i, I absolutely like it's don't like it, but it's part of the story. And I like the story. I don't, I'm not supposed to like it, you know? So like as a whole, it's better than what they did with Jason Todd. They didn't kill mm-hmm. Barbara. You know, she's still around. She can still do things. And she eventually has like an even greater role, but you know, oh, people I think reacted yeah, they, even more positive, not positive, but people reacted more yeah. to this than they did the passing of Jason Todd at the hands of the Joker. So it's, it, it's so definitive. Everything about this is definitive. Justin, when you, yeah. when you said that this triggered an emotion, um, that's one that's like that's the point of art so the like mission accomplished yeah. they they got us yeah. talking about it and is it is it unnecessary and uh artist extraordinaire lieber mayo uh on another on a podcast <laughs> personal friend of yeah. ryan lauer yeah <laughs> um he he'd mentioned bat with the old the bat wing of batman damned uh that people <laughs> had said that like it's unnecessary and this isn't verbatim but basically his point was kind of like Okay, but if you go down a rabbit hole of what's necessary and what isn't to an artist, like we, yeah, we can't progress art in any way because, yeah, you might find it necessary, somebody else doesn't. It's just it's up to whoever's viewing yeah. it. So, because I think I'd said that a couple times before of certain pieces of uh, movies, TV shows, um, comics, whatever, if something's unnecessary, and I thought that really struck me because I'm that's very true. So, in reading this, um, I watched. We'll get to the animated movie specifically, but I showed the animated movie to the my Mira uh, because she's not going to read this, and I yeah. wanted and I wanted to get her perspective um, because, of course, for us, you know, we're we're three three dudes talking about this. Like, here's <laughs> an outside perspective on this scene in particular, in which she'd said that I got the point by the shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking it that next step doesn't it doesn't add anything necessarily. Like it's already horrible. I would have gotten the point with that to where gotcha. maybe doing yeah. the next measure is almost like it feels, and I'm help me out with the term here. Um, not grotesque, but, and I'm not trying to say unnecessary. It's just like, but we got the point and then you just kind of kept going further with it. It's like, but I already got the point. Yeah. Gordon seeing the images of his daughter bleeding after being shot that's enough. Yeah. What's the what's the uh, nudity that's, angle? That's why it's do the Joker. 
What's the nudity he's angle? What does that bring to the table by making her? Well, she's naked now, and he's having to see this. It was already. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I just think Joker's taking it to the most uncomfortable level. I mean, uh, again, crime is never necessary. It's never yeah. necessary to the victim, right? To the person, the perpetrator. It's all necessary, and you get a guy like the Joker, like uh, you know, as much like he doesn't have a plan. He knows what he's doing. He's he's making it as uncomfortable for Jim Gordon. You know, and he's he's taking you down to like, you know, his tipping point. You know, he's got him uncomfortable. He's got him naked. He's got him like being humiliated and you're humiliated and I'm humiliating your daughter and I'm going to make you watch it and relive it on this ride. And it's all big freaking like, you know, relentless assault. Yeah. That's all it's, it is. So, yeah. And, and I agree with Mario, like it's not necessary, but that's why the Joker's doing it completely unnecessary and that's why it's funny to him you know my wife actually read this when we first got married <laughs> she was like okay let me read one of these things and i was like <laughs> i don't know why i gave her killing joke i know comics really are going to be my competition the entirety of our marriage <laughs> so let me be friends instead of anything <laughs> yeah. but uh, i was like she might like this because i knew it was a little it's more quick. like it's yeah, it's quick but it was also like it told a complete story, yeah. right? And anyway, but she liked it. She's like, "Oh my gosh, that was intense." Did she and get she thought specific it was like, on the incident itself? Do you remember? No, she just. I just remember she said that um, she didn't think that comics were like that, which it almost made it seem. Oh, I know why you. Int- it's not like oh, it's it's Biff Pow. You know that was kind of her like yeah. her her you like assumption. <laughs> yeah, but like her going her reading this made her understand like oh, there's like deeper stories yeah. that can be told but like i mean it's it's been years now i don't remember the exact words but i remember her going like oh okay i get it's like, it. it's like, like television There's <laughs> yeah. Shows. yeah but she was just like oh my gosh that was intense i remember her going that was intense and i'm just like comics and then she's like let's go play halo <laughs> yeah oh we did play some halo man <laughs> what a night me and mira went and shot zombies on a wee so yeah. i mean yeah night. <laughs> good stuff good stuff oh uh, I mean, we get the the scene with Barbara in the. We get the incident with Barbara. We get the the hospital scene with Barbara, and then we see where Gordon sees her images, and that's kind of Barbara's involvement in this. Um, what came out of this? Yeah, and I'm not going to say that like this is why this had to happen. I'm glad that this wasn't the end of the line for Barbara Gordon. And instead, yeah, they did something great with her character. So it's a character that we all love period but it's like look at it just kind of shows how it helped all of us we didn't just love batgirl we didn't just love oracle we ended up loving barbara gordon because look at the different elements mm-hmm. that she's in and she's still such a fan favorite and what they ended up doing with her character as oracle served as like what a great idea like it, it yeah. makes her and we've gotten some great batgirls in return as well yeah it's it just yeah. kind of made her story i think even more heroic of like this was the lowest of the low this is the the tragic event and look how she's She's still in DC lore. Like she, she wasn't done. She's like, Oh, F you. And she bounced back. Yeah. And you know, there's a, there's a really cool story. I wanted to put it out there. Cause I was, I was doing as I was doing my research and I remembered a story from back. Oh man. Like 12 years ago. Now it was this uh, DC had a, a brave and the bold anthology they were doing. Ooh. And uh, I believe it was J. Michael Straczynski who actually wrote the issue, but it's issue 33. It came out in like 2010. Go check it out on DC Universe Infinite. But uh, <laughs> Infinite. It's, it's <laughs> infinite. But it's actually like a, you start reading it, it's like a fun story. And then it gets very, uh, I'll give a little bit of spoilers, but it gets very uh, 
kind of heart heartwarming towards the end, but it's <laughs> crazy. It's Zatanna, straight up Wonder Woman and Batgirl, kind of a night on the town type of situation. Ooh, and uh, yeah, and I, I don't want to spoil. It. I just want you guys to read it. And for me, I actually really liked it. I thought it was pretty like poignant and stuff. Um, but it, it 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 taps into this story is all I'll say. And I think people should read it. I'm gonna I. That all sounds familiar. I went to DC Universe Infinite and I read Infinite. Booster Gold number five. Oh, written by our boy Jeff Johns. Yeah, uh, which is interesting because the cover is the Joker holding a wits camera and in the lens yeah. is Batgirl and Booster Gold. Uh, yeah. oh, and that spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear this uh, fast forward one minute. That is where Booster Gold, he tries to go back in time and prevent, um, and I forget yeah. specifics of why, prevent something drastic from happening. And over, and, he, and he chooses this. If he's trying to, Pete, have you read this issue before? He's yes. try, yeah. You have. Okay. Yeah. He's trying to save Ted Cord, and he's going, He mm-hmm. ha, his whole mission is to try to fix things in, in any way. There you go. I'm unfamiliar with Booster Gold pretty much. Uh, but I know oh, that man. he's trying to go back. He's and, basically the CW Flash <laughs> in blue and gold. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to save Barbara Gordon from getting shot. And the end result is try and fail, try and fail, try and fail. It's Groundhog Day, basically. But the outcome is the same to where the end result is like, no, this was always supposed to happen. And that's kind of almost like a, that's a, it's a, a gut punch. But if you want to get really philosophical with things, it is the whole time, um, time management going, you know, the whole back to the future of like one decision affects others. And sometimes things just happen. And that's just the way that it goes. And I found that to be like an interesting um, inclusion of the whole killing joke, killing joke story. It was kind of, it was a, it was kind of a wild issue, but I thought it was actually really good. Uh, Jeff Johns, he's going to go places. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> oh, that Better guy. Moxie, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, is, I, I don't have anything else about the incident. Are you, are you guys, you have anything else to say or you're, you're pretty good. You've said your piece. Um, at- one last thing was like, I just, I feel like it still does elicit a lot of um, feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, there was years ago where Raphael Albuquerque had a variant cover for Batgirl. Yes. The Batgirl is issue 41. I think that it was the bat, the Burnside Batgirl. Yes. Um, yeah. And it kind of paid homage to this whole series. And people just got nuts so much that he's like, forget it. He, at his request, he said, Let's just pull it, man. Just too many people were like, um, it became like, you're making Batgirl a victim and this and this and this. And yeah. the whole idea was like, Batgirl's the ultimate victim of the Joker. It wasn't like it was it was celebrating her her torture and her trauma. But it was like, if this is something we all know, again, in the comic book zeitgeist, like the Joker did a terrible thing to her. And it was like this. It wasn't like, it's so cool. But it was like referencing like the terror of the past. And so and at the same time, it's comics guys. It's not a real thing, but like people just railed, like, how dare you DC? And, and I you know, don't understand. They, it, it went back to the, I can't make the connection of, it doesn't of, take away from Barbara's her, heroism. No. I and know, I can't make the connection on, and that's what I mean of like, I do know my limitations of understanding, but my understanding yeah. from where I'm at, I can't make the connection of what they're accusing that cover of doing. I've seen the cover and I'm like, that's a, that yeah. a logic. That's a good, that's a good cover. Like it is, it's very, it's effective. Yeah. It's not, 
it's not it's like terrifying. it's it's Joker undressing her after shooting her on a cover. Like that's not what it's what it's doing. And then it's just I don't know. It's like, but look at look at Barbara Gordon's story. And it, yes, she's a yeah. a victim, but she's a hero. She took that and she did something with it. Of like, to hell with you. This isn't the end of me. This is yeah. like, I mean, just check out that uh, Batgirl story that was a part of Joker War. That's like doesn't get more heroic than that, right, Ryan? Yeah. He's, he said, the killing joke is part of Batgirl's canon, and artistically, I couldn't avoid portraying the traumatic relationship between Barbara Gordon and the Joker. And so, you know, he he was trying to, like, you know, point back to the history. And again, Barbara Gordon, even though she was, like, hurt by this guy, she still emerges victorious over him. And I think that was kind of like, again, art, man, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I mean, this story is, it's just, it's just criticized, you know, by many people and, um, and, and that's yeah, fine. Haters. Not saying that, that it's like that every story needs to be, you know, five out of five dues across the board. It's, yeah. um, like that's okay. I just didn't see, I don't know. Love Barbara Gordon. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a cool, it's a, it's a cool, it's, it's an interesting way of segueing a character out of a role, even though at the time they weren't really doing that. And then they set her up for a more prominent role in a similar position. And they created, you know, yeah. how many other bad girls later on. So it, it's, it, <laughs> it did work out in, in a weird yeah. way, even though that's not why they did it. Because like I mean, dude, you see them, you guys, you see them try to force new people to be characters all the time. Sometimes it works, sometimes cough, it doesn't. Tine and cough. Go ahead. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you know, like not everyone works like Sam Wilson works as Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, some things don't work like that. And, yeah, you know, we're just lucky that this 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 is kind of. But it's a great. It's a, what that's the thing that's great about comics is they took something that you know what maybe it wasn't well received amongst people. Um, the story still works. And what they did is like, dude, we made the character better. She's no longer just a Batman clone. She's her mm. own person. And I love that. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, and yeah, it's such I mean, a great part of the lore, you know? How many great Batgirl birds of prey stories do we have? Well, speak- because of killing Joke. Speaking you know? of birds of yeah. prey, I never watched the TV series. They included uh, some kind of the killing joke in birds of oh, prey, yeah. right? What was that like? They have the they have the flashback. It's pretty. Uh, she gets shot and everything. Like and they have the Joker shooter, yeah. um, but she's in the Batgirl suit. I think when she gets gotcha. shot, right or no? Was she? I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, but but she. I mean, she. They have that scene where Joker shows up, shoots, and, and it's I mean, Mark he, Hamill. I yeah, it is. It's, it's Mark it's, Hamill do, it's Mark doing Hamill's the voice. voice. Nice. Yeah. So. It's a stand-in shoots, and then um, series overall isn't yeah, good, right? But is that at least worth looking up oh, and checking out? It's trash. It's trash. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's so weird because it's got like this weird excuse of Huntress, but then yeah. there's Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. There's the yeah. Batman and Robin Batgirl suit. There is, but it's it's more accurate colors though. It's like just repainted yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's repainted blue, black and yellow, and yeah. then you have like George Clooney. Uh, properly painted suit as well i think that was the yeah. suit but i mean it's so cool sounds bad but is like that scene the killing joke inclusion is that worth looking up for yeah i mean yeah. you can get it on yeah, youtube it's, it's it's pretty easy to find i think spider. you and mara would enjoy uh watching the show actually i think i think it's it's one season it's got to be like what 13 episodes yeah so it's not it's, it's, it is weird yeah just it's like check a, it out. it's a it's a like a amalgam of all dc history it's like yeah it's it's like it's Earth interesting two batman and bat 
and Catwoman, they have their daughter. So the Huntress is kind of like, because she's got powers. I remember the there's like a weird Black Canary's daughter has some weird like psychic stuff. It's the, yeah, yeah it's, I remember the promo the for it, and it was like Batman and Catwoman 90s. have a child, and her name is Huntress. Yeah. And I didn't really know anything. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I should have mentioned. And she showed up in Crisis, remember? <laughs> Bro, I was pumped for this show when it came out as a kid. I was pumped for it. You're like Batman, okay, Catwoman, we did, I mean, like, we were okay. going through a, a dry spell of Batman, live action Batman, aside from the OnStar commercials. So, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I think it was the switch. same guy from the was OnStar. It? I think the OnStar <laughs> guy was. Uh, in I, mean, it. I think his name was like Bruce Thomas, but those OnStar commercials were produced by Peter McGregor Scott. Hey. Who, pr- oh, yeah. who did not get fired, but got demoted to ads. <laughs> he went from major <laughs> motion Yeah, but all yeah. these years later, we're still talking about those on-star commercials. They're great. That all penguin was great. basically Oracle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very true. Make a left. Yeah, make a and, left, Batman. There's gas there. there. It's, wow, that's star. very... Well, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so to end it's it... all I connected. Should, I should have put... Anyways. Uh, uh, Arkham Knight actually includes uh, slightly tweaked, but same endpoint, basically. Um, Killing Joke oh. flashback. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys played the Arkham games and knew this or not. Love I have. Love them. I, I actually I bought the action figure, so I have oh, the, the nice. I believe in I believe in the video game though. He's wearing a baseball hat, right? I think so. Yeah, because I mean it's so, yeah. it's cl- that's what I mean by slightly tweaked. It's and, close enough. Yeah, and how he shows so up. I have and the stuff, action but, figure for that. Uh, and then actually, I should have mentioned this back in the when we were talking about the origin. But in Arkham Origins, there's a Joker, a Joker flashback. Um, Ooh, I don't remember that one. That one's pretty cool because I think if I remember right. Um, Anybody that listens, I've mentioned how much I love Arkham Origins and you get to play as the Joker. And I think you're in a, like a comedy club and you get to beat up people ah. and stuff. And it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Scenes. People barfing on, <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> as some, some dude peeks back with really creepy eyes and, you know, <laughs> like eat your crawfish jerk. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to the to the ending. Uh, the big. The big showdown. We already mentioned the, the big Dukeru. The big Dukeru. Well uh, this this on paper and Bond's art is great because it is. It's just a good Batman versus Joker. This could be a short story of just because yeah. everything's there. They're at an old amusement park. Uh, yeah, Batman's fighting Joker. So thematically, atmosphere, every like all that just looks perfect it's fitting and there's of course a little trap and joker's got this nice little acid squeeze to, on uh batman's arm and yeah in the fun house the the hall of mirrors and there's a oops almost falls on spikes but then is and i know that's just what attracted me my, my young favorite panel 13 year old 13 year old eyes is you know that stuff but then as you get older and you read it more and more it's like this is laying out the psychology of the Joker and the whole point of the story that we're on, which, which I do. That's why I say it's pretty definitive. I, I do. I do huh? love that. And it's definitely, I think that screams to me, the inspiration, the dark Knight took from it of the, you had a bad day once. Am I right? I know I am. I can tell you had a bad yeah. day and everything changed. Uh, like mm-hmm. it just quickly makes me think of like, that's Joker to Harvey Dent in the dark Knight. When he uses the, the a gangbanger gets shot or a truckload of soldiers, and like that's just part of the plan. But one little mayor that's, is going to get shot, and everyone loses their mind. I'm like that to me links right to this mm. this spot of this story of 
have Jonathan Nolan and Goyer talked about Killing Joke influencing Dark Knight at all? The the multiple I choice. So. I don't know. The multiple that's choice. That, yeah, the multiple choice. But. Yeah. but that's like they they said like yeah that was the thing from we wanted to put that in there because yeah that part joke. I haven't come across to me that's just what triggers okay. reading this okay. I think of that watching yeah. that it makes me think of this. Uh, yeah. But I just I I love that part because let's see. I've demonstrated there's no difference between me and everyone else. All it takes is one bad day. Hey, the opening of this show. <laughs> Thanks, Justin Kowalski. To reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy. That's how far the world is from where I am. Just one bad day. And yeah. 20, how many years? No, 30, almost three years later, I think that still rings true of some of these acts of, of crime and stuff is some yeah. we can look back in hindsight's 2020 but like oh yeah this should have triggered us this should have triggered us and it just seems like just one day that's that's when shit went down and i like something just pushes people over the edge like gravity <laughs> uh i just think that this is a very strong sequence because it can be stuff can be very dialogue preach heavy and everything where you can kind of okay you're kind of preaching to me here but here it just totally works i i dig like the whole cat and mouse aspect of the scene just kind of like how the joker's walking around with his wireless microphone like kind of like he's on an altar like he's preaching <laughs> and batman's just kind of like following around the house trying to tackle him uh, and i just I, I i love i love everything the joker says here and I guess because he's just like this. This is why I did it, and I'm going to drive you crazy. I'm going to drive you all crazy, and you're all going to see things at my level. And it's like, well, preceding this, want, we dude? get a last <laughs> almost heroic Gordon who who's in that cage yeah. and naked, and you know what he's just been through, and how yeah. he just says of like, I want him brought in, and I want him brought in by the book. It's the most yeah. powerful moment in the book, I feel. Yeah, because after all this, he's like, we're still doing this the right way. It, whereas, yeah, yeah, you could almost think Gordon of the. Th- of the three characters of Batman, Gordon and Joker, Gordon's the strongest because Joker's saying I had one bad day. I ended up like this. You had one bad day. You ended up like this. So I'm going to prove to you with this example that he's going to have the same result. And he doesn't, I guess kind of like Gordon and dark Knight, right? Man. Connection. Um, thanks. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I love that scene. There's that scene where the Joker, like, has like you know dead to rights on batman with the gun and you see batman's face like oh this is it this is what he's been talking about and it's it shoots this thing out bang 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 and he's like damn it <laughs> like I, it's not loaded you know i that that whole even though you know like batman's not gonna die you kind of feel the the tension. tension in that scene man it's so good that whole that whole thing so dude. interesting uh, also from mira and i i like this and i'm biased because i love mira but in watching that animated part, she's like, if the movie would have ended at that, that would have been a, that would have been a cool ending of like, I got you. And then a nope, just as click, click, click. And that's almost like yeah. the end of like, that's a good yeah. punchline. I'm like, that is. And so then I, I of course went back through and I read like the ending part and I'm like, from there on, isn't my favorite. The joke and everything. Yeah. The joke's fine. Uh, I think this whole explanation of all of a sudden after what we've been through and Batman as after Batman was just chasing him and everything. And then like, that's where Batman starts to become very empathetic and very much I'll help mm-hmm. rehabilitate you and stuff like that. And I'm kind of like, 
I know that shows well, he always wants to rehabilitate. That shows a strength of Batman. But yeah. like I don't know, it just almost seems a little off from where we just were and where we've been on this journey up to this point. That but I get it too of like the 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 point they're trying to nail home of like it it reigns back to the to the front of the story of like one of us is going to kill each other. If we don't knock this yeah. off, one of us is going to die. But he should know he knows the Joker better than anybody to where he should know that Joker doesn't care. <laughs> like yeah, I, I don't know. But I think deep down the Joker does care. He does because he does cares about being cared about, and he thinks Batman is the only person who cares about him. Batman has Bingo. to go. Batman Bingo. has to at least make the final attempts. Like Batman, that's just it. He's got to being the person of reason. Batman has to be the one to yeah. say, "All right, I'm extending this olive branch." And Joker's gonna be like, "Well, I'm to be honest yeah. with you, I don't care." It's like Lego Batman. The whole, the whole, yeah. the whole plot there is like, I need you to hate me. <laughs> You're yeah. why I exist. Well, and you know, and that's, this is what makes it fun. That's why I know I get conflicted as far as like where I, and I can never say I definitively feel one way or the other on the two of them because Joker is Batman's yeah. biggest fan. Joker needs Batman to think about him. Um, yeah. You, you see that in, in great stories of like with, with Harley Quinn, Joker and Batman of kind of like Harley gets jealous. Cause she's like, I thought you loved me, but I see you love Batman. Like yeah. that's his biggest crush. And the story I constantly talk about in legends of the dark Knight, uh, uh, going sane. is like, he thinks Batman's dead and he's got nothing left in him. But then it's like, if he were to get Batman to kill him, he feel like he would win. Cause he got Batman to cross a line, even though he wouldn't really get to yeah. enjoy his victory. Cause he'd be dead. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, I, I get all that part, but I just kind of feel like Batman, I don't know the, the dialogue exchange here it's it doesn't hit as well as the dialogue from that we just saw in the fun house. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, gotcha. and that's not me saying that like, I hate it. It's bad or anything. Cause it's also, it's, it's character development pass back and forth, but that it, that's just where I think riding high on this story. And this brings it down just a little bit and then ends as opposed to almost like we're riding high and boom, the end. Yeah. See, it just for me, it just goes right through. Like it, 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 works. it goes through that click, 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 and it works. And he just goes, "I shot a defenseless girl and terrorized an old man." Like he's like, "Yeah, you know, grandstand, beat the shit out of me." You know, like you know, do, do your thing. And he's just like, "It's not about that, man." He's just like, "I just yeah. need you to stop doing." It. You know, like he's still trying to reason with him. And Joker's like, "Well, that's not happening, dude. We're not talking with reason here." It's so crazy how like Batman just continually tries to like. All right, let's 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 figure this out. What, what's going on? And Joker's like, "No, dude, you don't understand. This is it. There's nothing to figure out. This is us." Man, I gotta say, I'm gonna do crazy stuff, and you're gonna try to stop me. And guess what? A lot of people are gonna die. Like that's Higgins' just, coloring in that yeah. in those scenes though is awesome. It's so good. It's yeah. I'm sorry, it's so much better than Bolland's in that in particular because it is. Bolland uses almost like a, a a shade of gray mixed with almost like a little bit of black and blue, whereas. Yeah, Higgins has like a, like a sunrise blending with the night sort of deal and the rain and like all that just looks mwah. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, I, I, I we kind of skipped over it, but I, I love the the part where Batman rescues Gordon and he's like, it's okay, Jim. Let it come. You know, let it out. It's like he's just there to comfort him and like, hey, you're my friend. Um, I, I, it, just in that just in that scene. Right there, I feel like you get 
an establishment of the relationship of Batman and Gordon. Because, you know, I don't really feel like we got a lot of the personal stuff until like Frank Miller's year one. Everything else has always been like their pals. They work, but there's not a lot of personal like, hey, Chums. man, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always like, there's Batman again. I'll send the light out and Batman will come. And, you know, I'll tell him, you know, hey, we need to stop the Joker. But like here, it's like, hey, are you OK? There's like this personal tether That's there. Good point. And they do it in like you five in panels, which is yeah. also really, really well done, too. Very effective. Yeah. They have a limited time yeah. and they use they use it. Yeah, they did. They do a real good job at that. And I I just really like to me, that scene sticks out in my head still like like Batman, you know, hugging his friend. Are you OK? Yeah. And so I I love that. Like as much as Batman's like psychopath vigilante, like <laughs> there's there's the human the human part of him just like he does care. Yeah, and so, it exists. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, why don't we talk about the least controversial part of the story, the ending, the flat out uh. ending? <laughs> and I don't. <sighs> was this up for discussion? Well, first of all, if you guys can remember. When you first read it, yeah. did Batman kill Joker? No. No. Okay. Never thought he did. Was this because you're like, the Joker is still around in comics, so he's not dead? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. Yeah. I, I never thought Batman just took the Joker off to, like, some secluded place and popped one in his skull. That's yeah. kind of why I always interpret like, well, Batman's laughing because he's like, well... Case closed. Trying to bring <laughs> this one back to the loony bin. Yeah. You know, like he's kind of like, all right, I can laugh well, at be, this. I got you. It'd be interesting because this was supposed to be just like its own one off one off story to where it was. To where it'd be curious to hear someone who bought it at the time what their yeah. interpretation of it was. Because also to me, it just seemed like out of character for Batman. Batman wouldn't just kill, wouldn't just kill him. Even though it's the Joker what we just saw. And especially it sounds like we, a question for the editor in chief. Uh, yeah, I'll ask him. Um, I, I, I don't. I mean, dude, like, I'm you know, 35 years old. Like, clearly, I'm not. The, you know, like, I'm trying to think who can answer this question. No, I get you. Well, Robert uh, Brian Robert Ballin Reineke, actually answers that's it. Who. Robert Reinicke. Oh, that's <laughs> Robert Reinicke. That's it. Well, Rob. I think Ballin said that Batman kills him. There was there was like a interview where he said, yeah, like at the end, Batman was supposed to kill the Joker and they cut it into it. it's it's a little more like it, they just decided to leave it up to the reader's experience it's like blade runner is deckard a replicant i don't know which oh. is ridley scott end of inception is the top still spinning uh, oh my god yeah. my bone <laughs> green yeah. is green lantern <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know it's up to it's up to your experience as you read it if if you want batman to kill joker fine it's a one off story where he kills a joker if you want him to continue the cat and mouse forever like I, I prefer that ending kind of like the Heath Ledger at the end of Dark Knight. Like we're bound to do this forever. You know? You're being a bad itself um, forever. Yeah. And they're <laughs> they should you like being good. <laughs> Batman, do you ever close your mouth? <laughs> I hate those college humor videos. Oh, they're so good because they're true. Because they're hate true. Them. Hate um, <laughs> where were the other I, drugs going? Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I don't think we're ever gonna get an answer and an interaction like this oh. <laughs> again between Batman and the Joker. I really? Just yeah, I thought it was three Jokers. So Moore said, well, <laughs> Moore said that his intention at the end of the book was to have the two characters simply experiencing a brief moment of lucidity in their ongoing, very weird and probably fatal relationship with each other, reaching a moment where they both perceive the hell that they are in and can only laugh at their preposterous situation. 
a similar. Achieved. Oh no, that doesn't. But that doesn't apply. So he doesn't exactly add, but to me, it just kind of says like it's just a moment before, like Pete said, I take you back to take you back to Arkham that we're both realizing like we're just we're just circling. Like we're yeah. going to be doing this dance again. It's just, it's just what happens. And then the whole spot spark of did he snap his neck? Did he kill him was because of Grant Morrison on fat man on Batman that Morrison oh, yeah, simply right. flat out says that like he, he killed him. He just, he killed him and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm then, then people jumped. Really? Like, I, dude, I wonder what Morrison was tripping on then. I forget what the rationale. I mean, you can look it up on, I think on Wikipedia even. It's got a, it's got a section of it and how he, and you can listen to it too. Uh, and he gives his reasoning behind it and how, and he's like, that's what makes it called. It's the killing joke. Like at yeah. the end that he kills him, he's like more wrote a definitive ending of Batman versus Joker. Like this is yeah. why else? And I'm like, that's interesting just because I don't believe it doesn't mean that's not what happened, but there is no panel yeah. here either that says, uh, or that shows Batman did it. So it's open for interpretation. But for me, I'm kind of like, huh? So then I've always thought what, what's the relation to the title, the killing joke then I don't really have yeah. an answer. It's in the title um, right there. I mean, <laughs> 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 That's it. That's the, that's there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no the end. It's just, that's it. The killing joke. I mean, it could be a killing joke. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you, is Some, that your, is, thought, is that how you justify the, the title? Jo- like I justify the title. Cause that, that's just the, that's the name of that joke that he tells you about the inmates. Like that's the, that's the killing joke. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I took it as like this, I like that this whole, this whole thing is a joke remember the whole the whole thing is a joke to the joker to to break gordon the whole thing that he's doing and in it the outcome is either i'm gonna kill batman or batman's gonna kill me because of this whole thing Mm -hmm. and in but with a joke there's a joke never really elicits it's not supposed to elicit a, a real a real outcome mm-hmm. it's because it's a joke I, I was just joking like you know you say something to your wife I, I, I didn't mean that i was joking right right so it's not a real thing and so there there isn't supposed to be a death right but yeah it, it, I, I mean I'm we a, can extrapolate whatever we want i'm out definitely like yeah. me i'm a, i'm pretty literal to where i'd almost think uh, the killing means that there's a death somewhere I think that's yeah. just where my brain quickly goes. So I haven't been. Good well, I think at- the Joker, but the Joker wants Batman to kill him, but doesn't. It's this, it's that weird. Like we just Is talking about like, the death of Jim Gordon. Yeah, hmm. but the break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, you could have broke Gordon. Could have broke Batman. Oh so, man, mind overload. Oh my yeah. god, crazy, crazy. Five film arc. Five film arc. Yeah, man. So there's there's just a lot of. Of um, uh, I mean, you can do a college course on this book <laughs> because it's so. You want to teach it? it? Is le- no, I do not want to teach. <laughs> you want to teach it? I will, but maybe I will. Coming when soon. I don't the, know. the Batman Book Club lessons. The Killing Joke. June twenty sixth. <laughs> Batman Book Club one hundred one. So students coming June twenty sixth. Um, I love that fight, man. Can we talk about the fight Absolutely. though between the Joker, like? Where he does he does the three stooges eye poke and that man's uh, face. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Batman just gets a board yeah. broke over his head. That Joker has his knife. Like it's very formidable. It this does again. Like we we're talking about Batman eighty nine. Does feel like there's a little bit of like that 
of the end fight with him there. Like Batman just straight punches him in the it's nuts, It's one of dude. the better fights between <laughs> the two of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I honestly, on page 107, I love the the panel of Joker's hands out and then the knife. It totally makes me yeah. think of Heath in the Dark Knight as he's walking after yeah. the bat pods on its side and you just see him walking like this and the knife comes out. Um, yeah. I love how Batman starts the fight. He jumps through that pane of glass. Yes. Like that's oh, just great. Man, so like, how awesome would that look as a poster? I look- yeah. Batman breaking through glass is always good. Oh, yeah. And this was like a lot of it. Now we see he does the, you know, like fabric and, uh, and Jim Lee always loved the leg, leg extension, kicking through, kicking down doors, mm-hmm. kicking through glass. And this was like, no, my arms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Solid <laughs> that's what those, that's what those little arm spikes do, man. They just mm-hmm. break through glass. Boom. I'm glad you brought yeah, me lock swords. I'm, I'm glad you brought me or we're taking it back because I want to I want to go to something. Well, first of all, page 19. Um, so I just mentioned the three stooges Batman moment, you know, and his tongue's out. <laughs> Gordon's tongue out as he's cutting out the pictures for his scrapbook. I just always mean that's why. But then I'm trying to move <laughs> a little further to because it's it's colored better. Page 27. The top mm. left. What's going on in there? Do you think Ballin got away with drawing a a mini Jim, a little Jimmy? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's plausible. I mean, it makes sense, but um, sure. You uh, hold on. You draw a, a little Jimmy, and no one blinks an eye. You draw one Jimmy. one Bruce Wang, and everyone loses their minds. <laughs> I can't believe you just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've never. I've never. I don't know. I just kind of. To me, it was just obvious. I mean, he was. He's got an Audi. He's got an Audi belly button. (laughs) He's got an Audi belly button. Audi belly button. I don't know. I think a big point. A a big part that does differentiate some of the art is you look at the bottom of page 27, and you go between that and page 85. Ballin's coloring can really show you what's going on behind the Joker, and oh, it's a roller coaster. Whereas Higgins's color, like. You can't see that. I like the Higgins that. color there, man. That's creepy. It's good for sure. But I'm like, oh yeah, I there's like a roller coaster colors. there. Well, that makes sense because it's at a, it's at an old amusement park. Like, um, it's just like one difference yeah. when I when I always do yeah, like a back and know, forth man. sort of coloring and stuff. Not a big deal, but noticeable. The Higgins is the best. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the Higgins. Yeah, I got to side with Higgy on this one, dude. I'm a Higgy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Higgy. I'm a Higgy dude. That's I what saw- Reineke said too. Reineke said the same thing on Twitter. He was just like. You know, Higgins' coloring is better. The only thing I will give Bolin over is I'll take his coloring for Two Faces how he wanted that to look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so fair. I'll take that. But, uh, and I, I, again, I, the flashbacks. I but I go Higgy all the way. Yeah. I love Batman. I love the sequence of Batman just like going downtown with a picture of the Joker. Like, no one knows who he is. Yeah. Have you <laughs> seen this man? <laughs> Oswald, where's the Joker? Yeah, Oswald's like, ah, I love, yeah, I love that. I'm just like, I wish, and I think actually in in more script, we see Harvey uh, Two Face. Uh, I think more wanted like a couple more, and so that's just because I'm just a nerd. That'd have been cool. I'd have loved to have seen. They're passing by the one, you know, Gordon's passing by the one instead of Dent. Like I don't know, you say Nigma, or and then you see Dent, and then you see it. Like I don't know, just because I loved that in the animated series when Batman ended up in Arkham and he walks yeah. by yeah. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and stuff like that. It's just that's cool. Totally. Stuff. Yeah. That's always the that's always like the one opportunity when you're in Arkham is you can do those little fun like 
fan fan winks like yeah. like uh Balin tried to do in the Batcave when it's got the Joker all over the the screens like he's got a little Dick Sprang in there as one of the yeah. in one of the monitors hey. like that's a fun we got a we got a Dick Sprang a little a little <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> I Hello. work with children <laughs> yeah um, yeah I love all that Let's see. Is there any other point? This isn't like we're not at the end of the conversation, but as far as this part, is there no. any other? Yeah, I, I just felt like we glossed over the fight, and I thought the fight sure. was so good. You yeah, know? it is. I like it a lot. Yeah, Bolland has a really good drawing on page eighty-six of Joker up close, and that's just—it's very scary. <laughs> uh, he just man, he does. He just draws the Joker, and those where he can get very detailed on Joker's face. I love, I love those images. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's hop to, let's hop to a favorite part. Uh, let's yeah. go, Justin, why don't you go first on your favorite part of the killing joke? Yeah. Um, I, I, right, actually right before the fight where, um, we have the Joker kind of explaining everything and he's like, why aren't you laughing? You know, mm-hmm. um, which it, it kind of reminds me of it, it, I know we're not ready, but it takes me to the, the animated Always. adaption. Yep. And um, I actually hate, 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 hate the animated adaption of this. I feel like the voice directing was terrible okay. because as I've always read this, I always, you know, and I know you have it at the opening of the show. <laughs> it's like that. Why are you I always took it. I mean, especially with the, the way the art is, it's like, why aren't you laughing? Like, I, I, I take it so much Down. more subdued, yeah. like so like way lower and like, like the whole the whole like hyper, like, you know, exasperated version of it doesn't make sense to me, but I like the joke. Where he's like talking to himself out, you know, he's talking himself out and then boom, it's just interrupted by again, the fight. Um, the song though is my favorite. And as, as really? I read that, Oh, the song is, I think the song is hilarious. He's just like, get Looney. Like I, in my head, I have my own rhythm. Again, the, the movie did nothing for me. I was like, well, you guys didn't, <laughs> you guys didn't, Make that good. I thought that would have been a fun, like animated segment, and it sucked. I think the Joker's just it just shows how crazy he is. He's like, he's you know Jim Gordon's down and out, and Joker is singing a song to him while he's watching, you know, pictures of his daughter, and it's just it just it's like this is this is like the archetype of the Joker right here. This a one nutcase, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, I love that scene. That whole thing was just. Okay. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Pete, what's your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part is actually when uh, Batman's talking to Barbara in the hospital. Really? Nice. Aww. I really like that part. Yeah. It's really like, it really gets me going. Like just, she instantly know, says Bruce. Way. It's yeah. It's touching of like, I don't, it's yeah. a whole different. <laughs> Got to kill that doctor. Now that's the killing. Joke. Yeah. Now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's a good moment. Just going back to Justin, like, I, dude, I actually he didn't just likes know. the yellow oval that's there. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm really pissed that Bolin took the oval out of his his version. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, I didn't know that that was a song until the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, like it, it really? didn't click, I, it, didn't, it didn't click with me that, that he was singing a song there as I was reading it for years. I just I thought for oh, some well. reason the the way the word balloons were and that he's dancing, I just figured it was a song. Those were the reasons why I. I just I've always figured that just the Joker just did high leg kicks, 
So like, I just assume he's <laughs> being ridiculous there. You know him. Yeah, no, he loves to- I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, like he's a showman, but well, I but, did but not he, get he, that until. But he calls out. He tells someone like to hit the music. It reminds me of Lawrence. You know, okay. it, it's like Joker Don't always go there, has man. somebody. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but Joker always has somebody ready with a boombox. Because huh? you know, where's the where's the page going back? He he says, yeah. He's like, but you know. Though life's a bowl of cherries, and this is the pits. Always remember this, and it's like musical cue. He's all music, Sam, and then he just starts away. And the world is full of care. With that, you know, he just starts going into this whole. You should. This whole you thing. should sing your own version and release it, and then oh. maybe you'll convince me because I don't like the, I don't like the singing, movie or I, in this book. <laughs> like, the, movie, the movie is terrible, but in this, I'm just like the Joker is just. In the moment, imagine again, imagine you're Jim Gordon, you're hunched over in a cage, you're naked, you're seeing these terrible photos of like your daughter on the screens, you can't escape it. And then you have freaking clown guy just singing a song, just like, are you kidding me, dude? Like Joker's doing everything in his tricks to freaking like take this guy down. And it's, you know, he probably wrote it. (laughs) You know, he sat there, he's like, oh, I've got a song I'm going to sing. You know, I don't know. So I don't have a good Joker voice. I'm convicted like conflicted for my favorite part Mm -hmm. because I do love the opening three pages wholeheartedly of Batman Mm -hmm. arriving at Arkham and he just gets to march right in to Arkham and seeing, seeing two face. And then he enters that room with the quote unquote Joker. But then I love the whole message in the fun house. I love that whole monologue from Joker. Like, cause that's, it's almost like it's so perfect in putting them up against each other. The beginning, no words, just image. That's Batman. Yeah. You go to the Joker part, all words. That's Joker. Like it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's so, I don't like to break my own rules. I don't know between the favorite part of those two. Tonight, you're going to break your own rule. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He also says, and I totally forgot how he says, why can't you see the funny side? And that totally, I hear Heath. Do you see the funny side? Yeah. Always smiling. Uh, So I have to choose one. Oh, to hell with you both. Uh, It's your show. (laughs) Break the rule. Hmm. I'm going to go with the opening. I pr- I always okay. preach of like creating an image in my head by seeing. Damn it, no, because I like the Joker's part. I don't know. I, I need I need to flip a coin. <laughs> I don't have a coin. Uh, oh, Harvey, <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> um, damn, I don't know. We're, I'm gonna stick with the opening. Opening. I just love the opening. Okay. Right. God, that was tough. That was tougher than it was supposed to be. There you damn go. It. Jeez. Let's go with the first world problem. <laughs> Yeah, my life's pretty bad. I'm stressing out about which part's my favorite in the killing joke. Uh, Peter, what's your yeah, favorite man. panel? Uh, my favorite panel is uh, in the funhouse when Batman jumps through the glass as a Joker, where he's got the microphone. He just looks shocked. Like, no, no question. That's just it's it's a, and there's tons of great panels in here. Like Boland, I mean, from that first shot of Joker to uh, I think when Batman's yeah. holding the card and he's kind of doing like an upward shot of him. He looks really good there, but yeah, definitely Batman three breaking through the front glass. Uh, imagine that black and white, and now black and white, Ballin coloring or Higgins coloring for that panel. Ooh. Oh, uh, Higgy, I go Higgy all the way. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Justin, what do you think? Oh man. Oh. There's two shots that I really like. I love that first shot of the Joker where he's sitting atop 
of the uh yes you know you know what i'm talking about where he's, he's kind of just spread out hanging out there's all the like the little baby you're going mad dolls the, the, that, yeah you're going mad i love that it's just such a creepy scene it it's like oh like I, I i see everything like through comics i see everything in motion like their story you know their, their storyboards and so i see that like that's the pan up like you would start at the bottom of the steps if this was a yeah. if this was a movie and you'd and then you would see that and he's like you're going mad so i i love that part like that image but yeah the the ha 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 the classic um, I used to have a button of this, yeah. that picture I'm showing you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have it on my like, you know, my jacket when I was in high school. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. Like the comic shop had it, you know. I was like, oh man, I just it's it's iconic. And they all it also used to be in like mile high comic ads in the back of comic books. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, it's Batman, you know, Joker. Just it's just a cool image. And I think it was around a lot during Batman eighty nine stuff too. Mm, okay. Like that. You know, they used a lot of they used a lot of this like iconic, like just iconic, like artwork during that time. Um, yeah, but I think that's one of my favorites. Because when you think of the joke, I just when I think of the Joker, I think of that image of him just like grabbing his hair and just losing his ever loving mind at the side of himself, you know. So, yeah, I mean, hey, look, it, it, David Ayer teased out his Joker in a f- familiar place, oh, yeah. remember? So that's right. That image has lasted the test of time. My brother brought me in a yeah. really awesome statue of that pose. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw good. it in the Twitter. Uh, really awesome. Because I asked Pete, um, imagine both of those panels, uh, black and white, Higgy right. or Boland. Um, yeah, it's it's Higgy, Higgy all the way. It, I love that purple that's in there. Like when I, I love the Boland purple. version, just I love purple. <laughs> we are on yeah, point. Yeah, the, the Boland version just doesn't do it for gotcha. me at all. So uh, mine's not. This is a much easier decision for me. Um, I do love the Batman breaking through the glass, but I just mm. the the ha ha scene, Higgy colored, all the way. Like that's my that's my killing yeah. joke image when I think of it, yeah. and it's it stood the test of time over thirty years. That's an iconic image of a uh, of the Joker. Oh, I love this damn book, man. I mean, hey, let's start. Let's just start over. Having us do this. Let's start over. And I let's, love this. Book. Let's begin again. Okay. All right. Let's Welcome do it again. to the Batman <laughs> book. Oh my guys, I'm your host, Ryan Lowe, and here with me is Terrence and Philip. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Terrence and Philip. Hi, guy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's so good. Uh, let's now let's jump to um, animated adaptation. Uh, I'm, I'm getting oh, a sense already yeah. because Justin was very blunt in his feelings on the animated movie that came out in 2016. Something that I would feel like the nerd community was waiting for. An adaptation oh, of The Killing Joke. And it came out, it's, they did the, was it one night or two nights in theaters? And it made a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, it was like two nights in theaters. So yeah. uh, they made all their money yeah, back just I by saw the theater in theaters. Uh, I, yeah. I waited. Um, but yeah, who wants, who wants to kick us off on the thoughts? So Justin did not like it. I'll start. Okay, go Pete. Yeah, go Pete. <laughs> I, uh. I actually really dig the animated uh, movie. I don't mind it at all. Um, the, the sexual tension is really weird, but I, <laughs> yeah. I dig the the Paris Franz stuff. And, uh, you know, like <laughs> I wish there was something they could have done. Like, And it's just, I know Bruce Tim loves Barbara and Bruce together. So like, whatever, that's like a yeah. thing for him. I wish there was like something I would have done it differently. Whereas like, he's more worried about losing another partner. Maybe this is like post Jason and he wants to cons- kind of, you know, not you know lose another young one that, that's kind of where i would have gone i wouldn't have uh created this uh 
Paris love triangle. It's not even a triangle, but with this this just this interesting situation that they did. Um, I also think you know once you actually get into the Killing Joke stuff, it's pretty much panel for panel and just it it's the book like it's you know more along the lines of year one's dark knight returns than it is you know any uh you know it's a hush so uh, i dig it I, I liked it um uh, you know kevin conroy and mark hamill i'm always your girl excited your girl, to have tara strong. back and tara strong was uh mm-hmm. barbara gordon in this so yeah. i enjoyed it was, i know a lot of people she was don't. Tara strong i mean she was she was <laughs> she barbara gordon in, in the, the the new batman adventures as mm-hmm. well so uh, I, I like it. It didn't bother me. I know a lot of people uh, do not enjoy it. And what are you going to do? I just I like what I like. Right. But no, I'm, I'm fond of it. I actually, I don't hate it at all. I enjoy it quite a bit. All right, Justin. Yeah, I, <laughs> I actually feel like it's it's one of uh, Conroy and Hamill's worst uh, takes at Batman and Joker. Um, I feel like it's phoned in. Um, I feel like the directing was really bad. Um, again, that, that like I was saying, like the whole, the whole, ending uh you know monologue with the joker like you know it it just i feel like it was hammed up and it wasn't there was no nuance to the performance at all like when it when it needed to be a little more intimate it wasn't it was just always like i'm the joker (laughs) you know all that stuff and it's like that's not a bad hamel that's not i i I can i can do a hamel i can do a hamel (laughs) but i can't do a higgy let me tell you that (laughs) And, and so when it was like, why aren't you laughing? All that, ah, you know, it just, just, it just, I wanted it more, uh, subdued. And as a kid, as I read this, like before, before and here's the thing before the Hamill voice was in my head, I had, I had my own, like kind of a Joker voice and it wasn't that, you know? Um, and so that's why when this thing was announced, I was excited. I was like, Oh shoot, they're going to finally do it. This was remember He was like, I'm done doing the Joker again. I won't do yeah. the voice. Ever he was again. hyped. He wanted to, he was like, if I could ever do the killing joke that like, that was it. Yeah. He's like, I'll killing come back Joker for that. But he came back for like the justice league action and stuff as well, but whatever. Um, he, he just he's got a new house. Yeah. He's <laughs> all I need. I need to, yeah. I need some. So yeah, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed by it. And I actually feel like the, this, the prologue with, Barbara Gordon was really stupid. It just was. I thought it was dumb. I didn't like it. Anything about it. I'm like with this thing. I know it was like, well, we can't sell a, we can't sell like a, a 30 minute, you know, adaptation. And I was like, well, then do a, do one of those deals where like, hey, we're gonna have the Killing Joke with like, do a couple other like, like Batman things and throw it together. I think that would have been fine. Make it like a, a Gotham Knights and anthology movie. Exactly. Yeah. I think people would have bought so that. A hundred percent. People would have like jumped on that because the Killing Joke means something to people. And it's just kind of, it, it, I feel like this happens a lot with the things that we love. Um, I think it's okay to have a high standard and it's also a like a lot, maybe a lower standard, right? That's what I call it. <laughs> uh, what, what, what sucks is like, man, at some point they'll, someone will probably take another stab at this. They did it with the death of Superman. That first initial DC universe video was, I, I thought it was kind of like, you missed the whole point of the death of Superman of that story. That um, was, yeah. Superman doomsday. Interesting. Tale. Yeah. Superman doomsday is like, so let's do it again, you know, like 10 years later. So I, I'm, maybe we get a better version of this beat <laughs> as it, maybe we get a better version. Yeah. I didn't buy it on like, and I was kind of like, man, it would have been nice to have that as part of my, you know, killing joke, uh, you know, memorabilia. I just don't care. I just, I don't care at all about you, it. Did, um, when I watched it again this week, I was just like, 
Yeah. I'll, I'll give my thoughts. So I'm kind of in the middle between you two, <clears throat> almost directly. I'm probably sit at like a B, B minus uh, with the movie overall. I flat out did not like Batman and Batgirl doing it. Uh, I did not like Hamill's singing of the song. Those are two parts that I just, I don't like at all. Uh, I liked the first half hour because we finally got like a Batgirl centric story. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of harsh criticism with the Paris France, but like she even questioned like, really? It's like, that's like ridiculous, but that's also a little comic book fun ish. Um, Mm -hmm. And she kicked his ass at the end. So hooray. And it, it built up. It got us for possibly even people that aren't, um, you know, comic book readers that would watch it got them invested in this character. So maybe it's even more of a gut punch when the incident happens. So that didn't, that didn't really bother me. I, I, I liked that part, but I'm with, I'm with you, Justin on the, I don't think it's their best performances vocally. Uh, they yeah. do sound, uh, I, and I'm not, it might just be like, trying to do something so good it ended up backfiring i don't know that it it would have been that hamill would have like just mailed it in like i see i didn't get that impression at all i mean do they sound a little bit older i just think they sound a little they sound a little flat to me funky yeah yeah that's what it was it didn't i didn't care about the age of it actually i would almost prefer them to sound older because it feels this like it lends to the, the years relationship, into their you know? relationship. Yeah. And it just, it just felt like you said, the, why aren't yeah, you, flat. Why aren't you laughing? like that to me yeah. is a little bit like, that is not how I ever read that. And there are some yeah, other parts never. of like, even at the beginning at the amusement park where he's buying and the way that he's is in watching it this week too. He's trying, he's talking almost like this so that he can do like in the, in the book, it's almost like the Joker's turnaround profile. I'm dying for it. Like I think Hamill is yeah. doing too much to make it sound like this so that he can have the big, like I'm dying for it. And I'm like, it's just a little off, but I do like a lot of like, it is like Pete said too, of like, this is page to screen almost verbatim. Um, but then what was the last part I was going to say? Um, damn, I lost it. It's no long Halloween. It's no, no long Halloween, Halloween at all. Peter, it's again, not. you need to read the book. Um, <laughs> damn no I had something and I forgot with with the oh the, the the rendering of the movie almost seems like there's in movements that maybe they there's mm-hmm. a frame missing at yeah. times almost seems like it's a, just slightly jerky in like movements and Batman walking in Arkham yeah. and I know that's so nerdy yeah. but from the first trailer I remember watching that and I wasn't put off by the appearance or the the looks of anything. I saw people critiquing that the animation sucked or something like that. And I'm like, whatever. I think it looks. I feel like the animation was very cheap. Moving. And then it's almost like. And then like, it just seemed like slightly jerky, but it did stand out. It was a little different from the new 52 stuff that was coming out each, each with each movie. So I was really appreciative that it looked different. And I'm like, good. Yeah. I like make these look different. different. Don't make it all the same animation style. Um, yeah, but that's just kind of where I stood, where I stood on the movie. And then, as I said, I watched this with Mira. She had no idea what happens in the killing joke. Um, so I kept it. I didn't want to tell her anything other than I would, before we record, I would like you to watch this movie so I can get your thoughts and bring them up. And 
her she she likes the opening half hour more than the rest of the movie. Ooh. She thought she did. She like me didn't like the Batgirl. She said that she thought Batgirl and Batman were cousins. And so them hooking up was like, ah, why? Oh, no. Oh, like, because she thought Batgirl's Batwoman. And that's that what why? I said. And I said, uh, whether you meant to or not, you actually made a very uh, understandable misconception. And then, yeah, the singing, not really like a huge fan either. But overall, like, she liked the movie. Um, and then I already discussed when we talked about the incident itself that, okay, I got the point. And then they kind of kept going with it. Like, it didn't add any mm. much more. In my view, it was already bad. Um, uh, so hey, the I'm sending you guys something, uh, and maybe you can put it out, like when you put the show out and stuff. But uh, there was a fan kind of remake of the trailer, which is, it, it just feels way more in line with the the vibe of okay. the book to me. Cool. And so, yeah, we'll do. Ooh. Yeah, I just sent to y'all. Uh, I like a a final or a last question is kind of like. Three Jokers is still semi-recent. Uh, really plays as a sequel to The Killing Joke. Keep mm-hmm. going. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab my copy. Do it. So it plays as it. It's sorry. Spoiler alert for anybody that read that hasn't read Three Jokers yet. Uh, we're gonna talk about Three Jokers for the next couple minutes. The you read Three Jokers. Pete, after you finished Three Jokers and you read The Killing Joke again, did Three Jokers have, did it make you read The Killing Joke any differently? Because Three Jokers no. directly ties into. No, 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 no. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make me, you know, change how I feel or any less or worse about it. Like, the, you know, The Killing Joke, you know, while it is kind of a sequel, well, more or less, right? Yeah. yeah. More, more, more or less. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's just, it's, I, I love this book. The, 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 uh, the Killing Joke, the Three Jokers had no effect on Killing Joke, but just rereading Killing Joke, I was like, man, I have fallen back in love with this book. So I love Three Jokers, but I still, even at the time, I was like, Killing Joke's been around for a while, so I've had it for a long time. Yeah. Three Jokers is instant classic, but it's for me, it's just right below Killing Joke. Okay. Yeah. Did how about yeah? For yeah me, go ahead. Did did reading oh, sorry, three jokers I, make you read the killing joke any differently? Uh, it didn't make me read it any differently. It, just, it did add a little bit more to that scene where the cops show up because it because you know it's like a witness protection type mm-hmm. of thing, you know. And so that was in my craw a little bit, like oh, there was that. There's more to this story, you yeah. know, later on, but. Um, killing joke still works, you know, in and of itself, but three jokers just kind of enhances it. It's, it's like rogue one a little bit, you know, like, Oh man. Okay. It takes, it takes, you can watch star Wars and, and, and new hope and, you know, watch that and be good. But like knowing rogue ones out there, like, Oh, this is why all this happened. And there's another story that can enhance it. And so that's kind of how I feel with three jokers with this story. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, that's that's all there's just john's builds off of some bones that are there and he he does it in a way that it doesn't affect killing joke it doesn't take away from what killing joke is but he uses oh that's a piece i'm going to use and you know maybe flesh out and and so like i like that side of it so i think there there's like alleged uh domestic abuse between 
um, pre Joker and his wife. And that's the whole, that's mm-hmm. the reason for the hiding the panel that, yeah. and granted, I know it's just a fraction, but the, the part in the flashback that we see of those two, there's just not much of a sense of that, you know, there's no, not, there no. isn't much of a sense of domestic abuse. I mean, yeah, he yells the one time and he quickly just like falls back on his knees and, and is crying. I was like, I'm sorry. And it seems apologetic and she seems very understanding and, and stuff. So to me that, it wasn't jarring or anything like that. It was just like, huh, I don't get any of this part that they're alleging in three jokers from that portion in the killing joke. So that's where my mind went back and forth. And cause I just reread three jokers also. And it went back and forth like that reading both stories. And then it also does, as you said, the, the cops coming to talk to him that reads differently in my head because I witness now they definitely, the one that breaks the news kind of seems very, just kind of like, Sorry, but your wife had an accident this morning. Apparently, testing baby about here. There was an electric short, and uh, she died. Puts cigarette yeah. in his mouth, lights it. I'm just gonna like, all right. There's no, there's no hurry. Uh, have another beer. You probably want another beer. And he's out. It's just like, Pfft. yeah. And that can almost feel very almost like you see that in Three Jokers, like pre that, and it's like, yeah, that plays out a little yeah. differently. I think in reading the Killing Jokes, I know that's a possibility. Again, it's. Yeah. Everything with Joker seems like it's a possibility. Although three Jokers makes yeah. it seem pretty finalized because once Batman gets involved, that shit that shit's for real. Yeah. I think I think Joker being like a pathetic kind of guy, like, you know, as whoever Jack, whatever you want to call him, um, is it, it works, you know, because everything about him is pathetic. He finally has purpose when he becomes a Joker. Um, him being a, an abuser, um, it's easy to draw those lines because what he does to, you know, Barbara, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be a seed. I'm not saying it's canon or not, but, you know, people who are abusers, that's kind of indicative of their behavior is, you know, they can be very violent and rude. And you get a tinge of that with how he talks to his wife and then immediately, oh, I'm so sorry. And he, and he's, and he's holding on to her and for her, she kind of has to coddle him Maybe she that's what she's she's doing so that he doesn't erupt on her again. I mean, so I can see maybe yeah. that's where John's pulled yeah. from. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a it, yeah, multiple choice. Who knows? You know, he could have been an abuser. He could have just been a pathetic guy. He could be pathetic abuser. Uh, I don't know. I think John's just kind of maybe that's how John's read it. And so that's yeah. why he added it. Um, you know, we don't know. We don't know what I've got know, to Alan reread three jokers. I haven't revisited yet. I've just been binging killing joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait for uh, the final. I, I don't know. I freaking have so many copies of three jokers. I have so many covers and this, the collected edition. Oh my gosh. I kind of the same way with both of them. To be honest. I have a lot. I have all the variants for, I mean, not Rob Myers level, but for yeah. three jokers. And I'm getting, I, I, I'm, you know, I've kind of really, gone on like a little splurge of just buying different uh, printings of killing jokes. Just It's kind of like, it's like, Oh, it's a little hobby within the hobby. Yeah. So that's what, uh, that's kind of like my objective. So kudos to you, Ryan, you've given my killing joke life purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're well, welcome. Yeah. Just, just like, I think just kind of the yeah, go ahead. Final thoughts, thoughts on, on three jokers. Well, on three jokers was just like, it's obviously, you know, Jason and Fabic inspired by Boland's art. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of the spiritual successor in in that joker like vibe and the whole point of three jokers was to continue with the story of trauma that both batgirl and jason todd had been inflicted upon them and so Bingo. like it definitely is part it, it makes sense to have it be part of the conversation as well sure. yes sir yeah stellar uh let's 
as we're on uh, creeping on two hours, let's let's wrap it up with some Ooh. some final thoughts, boys. Uh, Pete, why don't would you like to go first since I've given you a, a new life? The killing joke. Uh, no, just hey, look, uh, thanks for inviting me on the show and doing this. It's been great. I, I I can't remember the last time I I read a book that I haven't read in a while, and I just became a long Halloween obsessed with it. No, oh, okay. I, apparently I've never <laughs> read that one, Ryan. Spelled like lower. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's you could see why it's left its mark on so many people. It's so definitive yeah. in so many ways, even if the writer himself hates the book. It is a, a true masterpiece within the medium of comic books, and it's it's a wonderful Batman Joker tale, and it may go down, in fact, as the greatest Batman Joker tale. And uh, you know, I, I love it, and I, I'm so happy we did this because I, I can't tell you how like I've just again fallen head over heels for this book. I'm gonna probably read it again tonight. <laughs> yeah. Higgy version, right? Uh, uh, I don't want to. Ru- I don't want to ruin the Higgy version. So I've actually been reading the Boland version because okay. I don't want to ruin the paper. And you got that. So, no- you got that. <laughs> I, I have the two options, so I'll read the the. You Bolin got that version. noir version coming too. So two more readings. Yeah. Oh, two more readings. Gosh, I can't wait. You to may see have that. twisted my arm, guys. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm gonna. I bought. To I bought the, the the noir version from the comic shop. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I saw it. I think I'm waiting for an, a reprint because I hate that. New 52 DC logo that's on it. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? I know. I know. I, that's the only one I've ever seen. It has I the DC. I, I, so I, I'd much rather have that than the weird paper folding D. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the new 52 one. I hate that one. Oh, okay. So I, yeah, I like the, the new one's fine. The classic. I thought the new 52 was slightly different. No, new 52 logo is the, is the paper folding. Ooh. That trash logo from 2011. Trash, so. like that trash juice. Yeah. I don't want that on my my copy. But. Where's a DC book when you need it? <laughs> Justin, what are your final thoughts on The Killing Joke? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why this book, regardless of like what people in the industry and, uh, you know, hypersensitive fanboys think, it's 30 years later, this book still has made an impact uh, on the story of the Joker you know, and Batman. It's really defined the relationship and has given ki- people kind of like a, a map to like, you know, this is if you're going to do the Batman versus Joker, like here, here's here's the the here's the best way to do it. Here's why they work so well together Um, there. I think the Lego Batman movie, honestly, did, was kind of influenced by this. Like, I love you. <laughs> I love you, man. Yeah. But we have to fight forever. Um, I don't think there's a story that touches this as far as the Batman Joker confrontation. Three Jokers is close. Uh, you know, I've, I've read a lot of Joker stories and I can't. I'm, I feel like Dark I'm always disappointed. Yeah, I don't, but I don't love the Dark Knight Returns like some people okay. do. Like, I, I appreciate for what it is, but it doesn't. I don't read it. I have the, I have the absolute edition, but I don't, I don't go back to it and go, oh man, this is Coming the best. Later this you know, year, I just that Bamboo Club. Yeah, <laughs> so it just, it just doesn't hit me that way. But for me, um, I, I feel like anytime I read a Joker story, I'm, I'm usually comparing it to the Killing Joke. I'm like, man, that somebody i want someone to beat it you know you, you you're always want it's a great story i want someone to like tell a batman joker story that's like oh well well you guys topped the killing joke you know mm-hmm. and i haven't seen it yet so i i love this this book um thank you guys for encouraging me to get the absolute edition no regrets it's just like i almost want to make bird. a whole shelf now i want them to do a killing joke shelf because i feel like- my comic shop uh, like a decade ago uh, had a killing joke poster in a nice frame. And I don't even, I don't even know if it said the smile or not, 
but it was a like an and that's an iconic image too holding the camera and i'm like i want one of those and they're like oh it was limited at a comic uh convention or something and yeah buddy look at that action figure that hawaiian shirt nay and a gun to top off and i love it and i'm i'm a perma white joker guy so i love it too so uh, there's nothing creepier than a guy who's like freaking bone white and just you know look at that and the batman he's got the scar from how do you get those i like them i want that (laughs) they were dc direct man okay it was deep. Yeah, that's how you probably get them now. You but, buy your multiple uh, copies. I'll start buying action uh, figures of Killing Joke. There we go. This, yeah, this Batman right figure, on, right I love on. it. It's one of my favorites, There's, dude. Look yeah, at that. That's a good. That's a good. Batman. Brian Bolin. That's a good yellow oval right there. That's a great yellow oval, dude. I can't right in your face. I can't add much more than what you guys did, other than it's a thirty-something-year-old book, and we're over two hours talking about it, even though we've read it like how many times? Uh, it's dude. It's it's like BVS. You know, you just can't stop talking. Exactly. About it. <laughs> oh man, you had to um, <laughs> I I think that as you said, Justin, it, constantly if you read a, a Batman Joker story, you're measuring it up to the Killing Joke. Uh, I don't know if this is my favorite batman joker story but it's on a shelf with i mean it's probably it probably is um but it could because at the the core of it is the the relationship between batman and joker and that's what's just so important to these to these kinds of stories between the two um i if you don't own it already i cannot recommend enough splurging um and spending the 27 dollars on the absolute edition it is yeah. incredible. It's probably cheaper at this point than the actual deluxe edition. I mean, the- <laughs> uh, they're they're actually not. They're probably the same price. <laughs> I, no I, I Though I prefer weird. the original coloring more than Bollins. Um, it's I yeah. respect that Bollins is included, and it's not that I don't yeah. like Bollins. I like Higgins' coloring more. That's it. And like the the fact they include both of them, and they use a new different style of paper for the Higgins version, and they have. You know, love everything about interview with the opening introduction from Tim Sale, who illustrated the long Halloween and John Higgins is blurb and Brian Ballin is blurb. And then extras of from Brian Ballin's work and Alan Moore's script. If that's your cup of tea, like get the absolute edition. It's it's fantastic. And the story, this Uh, this story deserved that kind of an absolute edition. And it got it. So um, so good. So good. So I thank both of you gentlemen for parking it for over two hours to talk about this, about this book and coming on and the movie. Um, this is a great discussion. So Pete, um, I know that you and Aquaman have a podcast. Do you want to plug where people can, where people can, <laughs> yes, can follow? Yes. Me and the champion of long Island, Eric Holzman at final E 33 spelled like finale 33. You could follow our podcast straight out of Gotham, uh, wherever you can find good podcasts. You could also follow us on social media. That's straight underscore O underscore G. You could check me out on all forms of social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete illustrated. Please check out batmanonfilm.com for my reviews on detective comics, as well as McFarlane toys and some interviews with some wonderful people who have shown up in some wonderful animated movies that I know you've all watched. Uh, Tara strong being one of them. Uh, Kevin Conroy being another one of them. Um, please check out uh, my uh, 
we're gonna I'm gonna do something fun with the Vigilante Boy. Well, the Carusos. Uh, so take a look at uh, Italians for Spidey on Inst- on Twitter. That's gonna come your way. That's gonna be fun. And uh, as these guys have mentioned numerous times, I am the curator of at Team Yellow Oval on Twitter. And uh, come over there and talk with me. We'll have some fun, cool discussions about our favorite little oblong oval <laughs> that rests upon Batman's chest. Booyah. Such a gatekeeper. Such a gatekeeper. Mr. Kowalski. Fascist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I am Justin Kowalski. You can find me on Twitter at J underscore Raka. Um, and I would love to engage with you. Um, talk about fun stuff. Um, please give me something fun to talk about on Twitter. Uh, some also, shade. Yeah, I run the Let's Go podcast network. Uh, I love it. It's been We have some good stuff. We have shows coming out uh all the time have a show coming out today in fact uh it's been a little light i've been really busy but there's been but we still got a bunch of content coming out from the guys uh always you know writing articles there's a lot of a lot of video content on our youtube channel so if you go to uh, youtube.com slash let's go podcast you can watch stuff there um you know some live shows and stuff trying to do stuff on saturdays and just kind of talk nerd uh talk about what's going on and so yeah if you guys would check that out um we have a good time and um Sorry if I'm snarky. I just think it's funny to be snarky online. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I love I love everybody. Yeah, don't apologize to follow me. Them. Follow them. They're both they're both gotta goes. You can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. Pete, can you help me, Lauer? Spelled like Lauer. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> um, for the Batman Book Club Twitter feed, I'll tell you upcoming episodes, when episodes drop, and sometimes even some giveaways. You can also go to Batman on Film and find me where I have a bunch of, of postings, some of my latest ones, including uh, I'll show you boys. Oh, he's getting up. It's a new the Lego Batman cow. Oh, gosh. Ooh, I want the first that. time I ever wrote a review on a Lego set. It was fantastic. It's a great, it's a great little set. Um, also got um, write-ups on comic books, uh, animated movies like the most recent Justice Society of America, World War II, and also oh, have to watch uh, interviews and my pride and joy, my Batwing lamp. Um, you can also... Oh. Hey, I bought yeah, one. You did. I bought one because of yeah, that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, you can also write into the show because I haven't done a Q&A for quite a while. And if people write in and have some questions, then I'll do a, an impromptu, uh, impromptu. Q&A episode. You can write in at thebatmanbc at gmail.com with questions and comments, concerns. Go to Final E 33 on Twitter. You can also support the show if you would ever be so kind with merchandise on TeePublic where they have t-shirts, hoodies, uh, stickers, onesies for your, for your kids, uh, flags, art, whatever you want. But if you'd also like to support the show and not spend any money, that's A-OK. Just please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. The link to that page is in the description of this episode. The more reviews we get, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So, for Peter Vera, for Justin Kowalski, I am Ryan Lowry. And until next time, read my Batman comics. Batman.